This is MRN Classic Races, presented by Sunoco, the official fuel of NASCAR. And also brought to you by Hercules Tires, right on our strength. The following is a presentation of MRN Radio, the voice of NASCAR 2000. Tonight is the running of the Winston, an event that is to NASCAR Winston Cup Racing what the All-Star Game or Pro Bowl are to pro baseball and football. Race winners from 1999 and 2000 line up for a short sprint with no championship points to worry about. The only thing that matters tonight is winning. Michael Waltrip, the 96 winner of the event, says what we can expect to happen tonight. The unexpected, it always does. That's why the, the fans love this race. They, they walk away high-fiving their buddies saying, man, did you see that? Can you believe that? Because uh, you just line up, line up guys with the competitive spirit that, that you have in NASCAR Winston Cup racing, and you say, okay, run 10 laps, and we're going to give one of you 500 grand. When you come off turn four, and they throw the green, and you take off, everything goes out the window. You just basically have the mentality, go where they ain't. It's the 2000 running of the Winston from Charlotte, live on Motor Racing Network, next. MRN Radio presents NASCAR Today. Lowe's Motor Speedway at Charlotte is humming with excitement. It's All-Star Weekend at the NASCAR Winston Cup Series, and the sport's biggest stars are about to compete in one of its wildest races. Hello and welcome to Motor Racing Network's live coverage of the 16th running of the Winston. Alan Bestwick here along with Barney Hall. Back in 1985, this race was designed to be a fans race, a race with special rules to promote a kind of frantic Saturday night shootout that we don't normally see in weekly 500-mile championship competition. And if that was the goal, Barn, it's been more than met in the last 15 years. Yeah, there's never been a dull one here, Alan, at all, even including the first one when Darrell Waltrip came across the line, took the checkered flag, and immediately blew the engine up. And it's been something kind of unexpected, as Michael Waltrip said, every time since we've run it since. With $500,000 on the line tonight for just the winner, normally that would be a total person in a lot of places a few years ago, but the winner collects 500 grand tonight. And for that kind of money, man, the sparks are gonna fly. <laughs> the format for tonight's race is this. The race winners from last season in this, plus a couple of former Winston Cup champions, will run just 70 laps broken up into three segments. 30 laps, 30 laps, and then a final 10 lap sprint. All the restarts are double file. No championship points on the line and a half million dollars does await the winner. It is the recipe for a wild night. We look forward to bringing it to you over the next couple of hours. Back at Lowe's Motor Speedway, getting ready for the start of tonight's running of the Winston, the all-star race. As I mentioned before we went to the commercial, 18 drivers are qualified for the event through winning races in 1999 or 2000 or being a former Winston Cup champion. There are two other spots available in the field, and that's going to be the first order of business tonight. First up will be the Winston Open, kind of uh, become a fixture on this particular weekend, but the format's been tweaked a little bit this year. Now, they'll do 30 laps this year instead of the 50 that they normally do uh, to kind of celebrate the partnership between NASCAR and Winston over the last 30 years. And one driver, of course, will move out of this into it, and then the guys that finish on the lead lap will go out and run a 16-lap shootout, and the winner from that will have a chance to get into it. So... Uh, Kind of a little second chance deal here for some of the guys that might feel like in the first segment of the Winston Open, I guess you might say, didn't make it say, boy, if I had one more chance, but tonight they'll get it. Now they're going to get that chance this evening in what is called the Noble Sprint. That'll be the second continuation race, if you will. So those two starting spots available, and let's meet now some of the drivers who will compete for those final couple of positions in the main event. The man on the pole for tonight's race is Jerry Nadeau. The field set through a pair of 25-lap qualifying events last night. Nadeau getting the victory in the first of those two sprints, and our Jim Phillips is with Jerry down on the grid. 
Well, he's already put one victory under his belt uh, for this event. Jerry, 30 laps. Can you have a race plan for a race this way, short? Well, I mean, we uh, we ran 25 or 25 laps yesterday. We had a really strong car. And, you know, if we can get in the lead right here in the first turn, uh, you know, I'm not saying we're going to check out, but, uh, you know, Jimmy's going to be pretty strong. If we could just hold on for 30 laps, we'll be all right. Do you think that clean air could make the difference in a race like this? Uh, big time. I mean, uh, when you get behind another car, your car tends to do a lot of weird things. It gets tight, it gets loose, whatever it is. And when you're out front, uh, it's a lot better. So, guys, look for the race for the first turn. Always is. Jimmy Spencer won the second No Bull 25 last night, and that gives him the outside pole for the Winston Open tonight. Jimmy has won the Open back in 1996, and he's one of those drivers that will run the wheels right off that race car if that's what it takes to win tonight. Let's find out his thoughts right now. Winston Kelly is with him. Well, he's been one of the odds-on favorites since we came here doing a little generator work here. Jimmy, I tell you what, it's a lot of people that have got money on you. If it's a sprint race, they know Jimmy Spencer is going to put it to the front. How is the car for tonight's race? We never practiced the car because the conditions today were not the same as what we have right now, and the car was really good last night. Um, we think the car is in pretty good shape. We made two little changes to it. I don't think it's going to affect it a whole lot. It's going to make it better. Uh, Donnie's done a great job, and uh, we'll see what happens. I love these races, though, Winston. I won't deny it. <laughs> we'll see what comes out of it. Two chances to get in, but you don't want to be a part of that second chance. No, that's really uh, stretching straws then. At least wants to give you another opportunity, but it's important to know that if you're running second in this one, uh, that you have another opportunity in the next one, so maybe you'll drive a little bit different in the first one. But uh, <laughs> I don't know. This is important because this is the race. You know, you got to have all four fenders on the car after the end, but um, they could get uh, some rubbing going on here, and there's no question. In a night that's always described as exciting, Mr. Excitement rolls off second. Starting third in the Winston Open is Sterling Marlin. Now, he's won this race three particular times over the years, 1988, 89, and 93. He's had 10 starts in the Winston itself and would like to make it number 11 tonight. With him is Marty Snyder. Well, Sterling was not extremely happy with his car last night, but what did the Noble qualifying races teach you, and what changes did you make for tonight, Sterling? Well, we came from ninth uh, to second, and uh, it was pretty good. Got loose, and uh, we just uh, tightened the car up a little bit so we're not a loose night, and uh, maybe we can... Uh, Slip there and get this thing. I've won it, uh, I guess, three times, and uh, it pays a lot to get to Winston, so we'll, we'll sure try to put the Cougar Chevy in there. Yeah, well, a shorter race for the race than normal, 30 uh, versus 50 laps. Do you hold anything back in this race? Nothing. I mean, you just go hard as you can go, and that's what we done last night, and uh, you got to. So uh, if you don't, uh, you're going to wind up 10th. He has been in every Winston since 1993. Sterling Marlin will start third. But he's got to race his way up front in either the Winston Open or the Noble Sprint tonight if he is going to be in the 2000 running of the All-Star Race. NASCAR Today is produced by MRN Radio. The start of the Winston Open comes up next from the Lowe's Motor Speedway. This is MRN Radio. From the racetrack to the road home, fill up with Sunoco, the official fuel of NASCAR. Sunoco makes high-quality performance fuels for the greatest drivers in the world, both on and off the track. Whether you are pulling up to the pump or experiencing the excitement of being at the track on race day, this will be a four-tire change. They've already topped it off with Sunoco fuel. Side service complete, second can of Sunoco fuel in. He's down and away. You can trust Sunoco to be the fuel that keeps you going. Capture the essence of racing and fill up with the official fuel of NASCAR, Sunoco. 
here's your chance to win a set of your very own Hercules tires. Go to HerculesTires.com slash MRN. Simply register, and each month we'll give away one set of tires. Hercules Tires has the value, selection, and industry-leading mileage coverage to get you wherever you need to go, no matter where the road takes you. Register now for your chance to win a set of Hercules Tires at HerculesTires.com slash MRN. Hercules Tires, ride on our street. M. R.N. Radio presents the NASCAR Winston Cup Series. Tonight, the Winston NASCAR's All-Star Race. Sponsored by Goody's Headache Powder, the official pain reliever of NASCAR. By Ray Bestus, the best in brakes, D3 EA certified for safety. By Coca-Cola, the official soft drink of NASCAR fans. By Napa, Napa, where NASCAR fans get their parts. By True Value, help is just around the corner. By Wix Filters, the only filters officially licensed by NASCAR. Wix for NASCAR and your car. By the Wide Track Grand Prix by Pontiac. Wider is better. By 76 Products, the makers of the official fuel of NASCAR. By Gatorade Thirst Quencher, you either have it in you or you don't. Gatorade is it in you by Husqvarna, the commercial lawn care equipment of NASCAR. By the Brewmasters at Budweiser, who remind you, fresh beer tastes better. By Ford Warner Brand Auto Parts. Ford Warner Brand is officially licensed by NASCAR. And by Chase Authentics, the authentic apparel of NASCAR. The field of starters in tonight's running of the Winston Open is on the Lowe's Motor Speedway at Charlotte, making their parade and pace laps before the green flag. Let's take a look now at the lineup. Back in row 13 will be Elliot Sadler and Jeffrey Bodine. Starting in the 12th row is Mike Bliss and Dave Marcus. In row 11 will be Stacy Compton and Ed Barrier. Row 10 will find Ken Schrader and Scott Pruitt. The ninth row has Wally Dollenbach Jr. and Matt Kenseth. And in the eighth row, we find Johnny Benson and Brett Bodine. Dave Blaney and Rick Mast in the seventh row with Bobby Hamilton and Kenny Wallace starting in row number six. The fifth row will be Mike Skinner and Chad Little. Robert Presley and Kevin LePage will share row number four. Ricky Rudd is outside of row three with Ricky Craven to his inside. In the second row will be Sterling Marlin inside in third position and Steve Park starting fourth. And on the front row for the event, the outside is Jimmy Spencer in his Ford and Jerry Nadeau in the MichaelHolligan.com Chevrolet is on the pole for the Winston Open. And they talk about that the winning is the only thing that counts in these races. And as far as moving into the main event, the Winston, where the big money is, that is true. But these guys still want to salvage some kind of a good finish. But the sparks will fly, and that second 16-lapper that will come up after this one, a lot of guys may take some chances in the first one, Alan, that they might not take in that second event here because they will have a second chance. Yeah, exactly. So they've got the 30-lap Winston Open. The winner gets into the main event. Then the 16-lap Noble 5 Sprint which will uh, also see the winner transfer into the main event. But really, this one winning is what counts, but you don't want to throw it all away yet because you do have another chance in the 16-lapper that comes up in just a little while. Now, you don't want to wrinkle that car up at all. Why don't we take a swing around the Lowe's Motor Speedway right now and meet the voices who will be covering the action for us throughout the evening. Down in turns one and two from Hampton, Virginia, is Joe Moore. Thanks, Barney. It's a beautiful night to be up on the roof, and that's where I am here at the exit of turn number two on top of the VIP suites, high atop the grandstand. A great view of the entire Lowe's Motor Speedway, but I'll be concentrating particularly on turns one and two here in front of me this evening. The cars come racing 
racing off the front trioval, head up into the banking, and then start fanning out, looking for the right groove that'll launch them onto this back straightaway. There's plenty of room to race two wide in turns one and two, but the object is to get the good run off turn two so you can hit this back straightaway and do some battle. And once you get the good run, the drag race is on. We'll see a lot of fireworks, and I'll have it all for you here at this end of the track this evening. Turns three and four, I can remember a lot of memorable moments from the Winston up at that end of the racetrack. Rusty Wallace and Darrell Waltrip come to mind, particularly in the 1989 running of this event. Covering the action for Motor Racing Network tonight is Manchester, Connecticut's Mike Massaro. Thank you, Alan, and good evening, everybody. I, like Joe Morm, high above the racetrack, about 90 feet, in fact, atop a luxury suite on the outside of turn number four. Turns three and four themselves, very dramatic corners, 24-degree high bank sweeping corners but deceptively wide. Just eyeballing the racetrack, you would think you can go two, maybe even three wide easily, but it's not as simple as it looks. The racetrack itself a little bit abrasive, forcing these drivers to be extremely smooth in this corner. Tracing the primary line, the field will make their way off the back straightaway, dive to the bottom of the racetrack, drift slightly at the apex and try to get a good solid run off the top of the banking here in turn number four. Great place to pass here in turn number four. And with that in mind, we look forward to covering all the action for you here tonight. Kind of get the feeling from the drivers that we talked to just before we uh, a moment ago before they get this race underway is they really are in the dark to a point because it's so hot here in the daytime when they go out and do the practice laps and you you kind of use the notes you've had in years past and, and other things to go by but as Ricky Rudd put it best I guess a moment ago you don't know what you've got until you get to turn one yeah yeah and at a hundred and probably fifty miles an hour at that point that'll be an interesting experiment won't it tonight's broadcast of the Winston. Brought to you under exclusive radio rights granted by NASCAR to MRN Radio solely for the private non-commercial use of our listening audience. Any publication, reproduction, or other use of the description and accounts of this event without the expressed written consent of MRN Radio is prohibited. Huge crowd on hand tonight. Absolutely beautiful weather. The forecast had been for a threat of showers, but watching the radar through the afternoon, that all looks like it's moved to the north of us, and we're just going to have a spectacular night of competition here. This is a special race. Uh, all the events that they run here in the Winston since it was started back in 1985. The fans really get into things here, and we'll see some great competition as they're heading over to turn three. A lot of money on the line. $2 million purse for the entire night here. $500,000 going to the winner. And I was just thinking a moment ago, uh, a guy could walk out of here with better than 600 grand or even more than that if he wins this thing and should go on to win the Winston and lead all the segments. Yep, $35,000 to the winner of the Winston Open, $25,000 to the Noble Sprint. Plus, there was money on the line for qualifying last night. Bill, Elliott te Bill Elliott's team already has 50 grand in the bank for winning the pole for the Winston. More about money later. Now it's about getting down to racing as the pace cars on pit road. The 30-lap Winston Open with the winner transferring to the all-star race is about to begin. Down to the line, they come looking for the green flag. About 1,000 feet away, green flag is in the air, and the Winston Open is underway. On the break, Jerry Nadu gets clean air all by himself, dives down to the inside of the racetrack and takes the lead in turn number one and scrambles for second place. Sterling Marlin dives to the inside of Jimmy Spencer, battling with him for the second spot. Further back, here's Ricky Craven. He dives underneath Steve Park, going for the fourth position as they exit turn two. Battling for fifth and sixth, Kevin LePage and Ricky Rudd. They're door-to-door, -door, headed to turn number three. Just up in front of them, Steve Park will file in on the rear deck of Ricky Craven while the battle for second settles down. Spencer's got it over Sterling Marlin off turn four. Jimmy really ran it into turn three deep and went in and pulled down in front of Sterling Marlin. He takes the runner-up spot. Single file now through the first five at the end of lap one. Trouble on the front straightaway. Jeffrey, Jeffrey Bodine in the wall and another car. Dave Marcus into the outside wall as well. They 
slammed into the wall right here at the start finish line. Caution is on the speedway as they race down the back straightaway. Both cars heavily damaged. Smoke came out of both machines. Jeffrey Bodine's car is closest to us here just past the start finish line right in the dogleg portion where you go to turn number one. It rests there and all the way down toward turn one is Dave Marcus so it didn't take long for the action to unfold real quick. So trouble on lap number one. Marcus starting 23rd. Bodine behind him in 25th. Both cars heavily damaged here. Just one lap in to the running of the Winston Open. Looks like Bodine's car came down the racetrack and Marcus was underneath him and they collided and that was the cause of that uh, wreck and uh, the yellow flag now has slowed this event just after it got started. Back at the Lowe's Motor Speedway under caution in the Winston Open just a lap after it began. Jeffrey Bodine and Dave Marcus involved in a crash off turn number four. Bodine is climbed from his vehicle and taking the trip to the uh, infield care center. And I believe Dave Marcus is also en route to that same trip after uh, both cars pretty heavily damaged here. Yeah, they took pretty pretty hard shot to the outside wall, but uh, fortunately we saw Jeffrey climb out of the car and walk all the way over to pit road where the ambulance uh, put him aboard and will take him just as a precautionary measure to the infield care center. So it, as you said, it didn't take long to get some action going here in the Winston Open, and I'm sure we're going to see a lot more. It's going to take a minute or two before they can get those cars hooked up to the wrecker. In fact, uh, it looks like Jeffrey's car is going to have to be put on a rollback before they can get it to the garage. Yeah, and Dave Marcus's car being towed back around into the infield part of the course. Boy, that uh, some heavy, heavy damage on that machine. The back end of it is uh, caved in very, very hard. The right side all bent in as well. So Marcus's team going to have some work to do before that car can be uh, repaired and used once again as well. Another look at it, Bodine's car was in the outside lane when it came off of turn four and it looked like the back end broke loose on him. And as he was kind of chasing it with the steering wheel, he ended up chasing it down the racetrack. And unfortunately for Dave Marcus, Dave was there. Yeah, he just made contact with him. Nothing uh, that either one of the drivers could have done. And as they make the contact, both hit the wall, both get the cars damaged to where it's going to send them both out to the garage area. And any chance they had to uh, get in the Winston, the main event a little bit later tonight, goes right out the window for those two. Now, in the Winston Open, the race that we're running now, caution flag laps do count. So we are adding up toward the 30-lap total here in this particular event. When we get to the main event, the Winston, later this evening, the caution flag laps do not count. But for now, in this particular preliminary event, they do. And so we're now about to complete the fifth lap of the 30 in the event. Boy, Jerry Nadu on the initial start shot out of a cannon. He got a big jump on Jimmy Spencer, who started on the outside of the front row. Spencer getting passed by Sterling Marlin for second, but when they came back around to the caution flag at lap two, it was Spencer um, hanging that uh, thing up on the high side off of turn four that was able to drop back down in front of Marlin and reclaim the runner-up spot. Tell you what, it's, it's like we said uh, when talking about Jimmy Spencer a moment ago. He will absolutely run the wheels off a race car, uh, not just in this event, but in any event for that matter. But he really does want to get in the main event here at the Lowe's Motor Speedway. And if there's any way to do it, you're going to see Spencer drive just as absolutely hard as he can. Not saying that everybody else doesn't do the same thing, but... Uh, Spencer, like we said, he's starting at the front. He's right up there, and he's determined to stay somewhere around the top yeah. two or three. He does want to be in the main event very badly. While we have uh, a moment under the caution flag and we wait for the uh, Jeffrey Bodine car to be removed from the speedway, remind you that on Sunday, tomorrow, Motor Racing Network's coverage of the NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series continues out at Pikes Peak International Raceway. Colorado Springs, it's the Granger.com 200 at 2.15 Eastern Time on these MRN stations. Next weekend, the NASCAR Winston Cup and NASCAR Bush Series are here in Charlotte for races on Saturday and Sunday. Bud Pole qualifying begins on Wednesday night for the Winston Cup cars here 
at uh, Charlotte. All of that action upcoming throughout the next week. Then in two weeks, it's off to the Monster Mile in Dover, Delaware. And the NBNA Platinum 400 for the Winston Cup Series. Sunday, the 4th of June. The Bush Series running 200 laps and 200 miles at Dover on Saturday, the 3rd. And MRN Radio with live coverage of those events for you. And hope that you'll be with us. Let's take a break while we're under the caution flag. We'll come back for the restart in the Winston Open in a minute. About a lap and a half away from the restart in the Winston Open. Let's go down into the garage to Marty Snyder. And uh, Dave Marcus has just come from the Infield Care Center, and he is fine. Jeffrey Bodine is fine as well. And let's ask Dave uh, what happened. Well, uh, Jeff Bodine lost his car there in the fourth turn, and, you know, I couldn't really check up for him right there, and I turned underneath him, and he come across the racetrack and hit me in the right rear. Both drivers are okay, however, but both will be done for the evening. That's a tough way to have it happen and put you out on the first lap. Uh, but as the good news is, as we said, both drivers apparently okay. Here comes the field off of turn number four, getting ready to get the one-to-go signal this time at the start-finish line. So at lap number nine, we will get the green flag and resume the running of the Winston Open. Jerry Nadeau is the leader. Jimmy Spencer is second. Sterling Marlin third. Ricky Craven fourth. And Steve Park fifth. The rest of the top ten on the uh, now single-file restart will be Kevin LePage, Ricky Rudd, Robert Presley, Mike Skinner and Kenny Wallace. So this has kind of strung the field out a little bit now with the single file restart. Uh, well, excuse me, all, all restarts tonight are double file. What am I saying? That's one of the special rules that are uh, in effect for this race this good. evening. Yeah, I think so. I was just thinking that'll kind of make it hard for some of these guys to try and gain position from the back with basically a 20-lap sprint left now in front of them. But with the double file restart, if you're 20th on the restart, you're only 10 car lengths back from the leader. Yeah, you don't have to play that much catch-up here if, if they did go back single file like they do. There'll be 21 laps to go in this one as they work their way off turns one and two and head down the back straightaway. A lot of potential winners in the field tonight. We talked to a lot of guys in there that, that felt like they had a shot to win. Robert Presley, whom we talked to earlier, said he had a good race car. Mike Skinner said they made adjustments on his machine. Skinner's another one, kind of like Spencer. Whatever it takes, if you have to have a meltdown yep. in that thing, you, he's going to get up there. Absolutely. And some of the guys uh, up toward the back needing to get up toward the front. We talked with Bobby Hamilton in the pre-race part of our program. He's back right now in 12th position. Johnny Benson and Matt Kenseth in 17th and 18th. Ken Schrader in 20th. Long way to go. Short time to get there. And they're going to have to start getting it done in a hurry here when the green flag waves in just another corner. Pace car about to duck onto pit road as the field comes off turn number four. We've lost two of the starters. As we told you a moment ago, they have gone to the garage area. That would be Dave Marcus and Jeffrey Bodine. But there's still some 26 cars out there ready to get down to it as they hit this start-finish line. Green flag goes back in the air, and they haul it off to turn number one. Spencer on the outside, Jerry Nadeau on the inside. Jerry doesn't get away this time. They stay door-to-door -door as they head for two. And this time, Jimmy Spencer determined not to let Nadeau get away like he did the last time. As a matter of fact, advantage to Spencer this time exiting the corner. He's got a nose out in front, but Nadu pulls even again. It's a drag race headed to turn number three. Nadu down low, but again, the nose of Spencer's machine edges out in front as he works the middle groove through turn number three. He'll climb to the top of the banking and accelerate down through the trial ahead of Nadu. And he's going to take the lead off of turn number four. Jimmy Spencer to the front. Steve Park made it three wide to grab the third spot on the back straightaway. He wrestles there with Ricky Craven for that position. But going into turn one, Park will clear Ricky Craven and grab the third position. Craven left now to battle with Sterling Marlin, he's got a deal with Kevin LePage, he's moving down to his inside. And LePage takes a quick look down low and likes it. He'll bite down to the bottom of the racetrack in turn number three, dropping left side rubber all the way down to the white stripe. He'll race door to door now with Marlin for that fifth position off turn four. Sterling's car not working that well as he went off into turn number three just a moment ago and he got shuffled around, had to come out of it for just a second and it's cost him two or three positions. Now he's just working hard to hang on to fifth place as they go back to turn one. Front four cars break away, the scramble is from fifth on back. Now 
Now that begins to break out as Kevin LePage grabs the fifth position. Now for the seventh position, Robert Presley's on the move. And Presley gets to the inside of Sterling Marlin. will drag race him door to door back to turn number three. At the bottom of the corner, Presley edges out, puts a bumper out in front, but now rallying back on the outside is Marlin. He'll draw even off turn four. Three car breakaway for the race lead. Jimmy Spencer, Jerry Nadeau, and Steve Park nose to tail headed for one. Here they come back into turn number one. Still the race is for the sixth position side by side with Sterling Marlin to the outside and Robert Presley cashing in. He pulls out, grabs the spot. Here comes Ricky Rudd. He'll get by Sterling Marlin and Mike Skinner too on the move. Sterling Marlin desperately trying to get down to the low side in turn number three. That's the primary groove right now it appears. Mike Skinner is there. Marlin can't get back in line and Skinner will pick up a spot. Well that hard racing is going on from seventh on back. It's still a very tight at the front of the field about a car length among the front three as they go back to one. Jimmy Spencer still leads. Here's Jerry Nadeau again sneaking up on the rear deck of Spencer trying to slide down to the inside groove to take a shot at him. Steve Park also within shooting distance. No one makes their move. They're single file. Three car draft headed to turn number three each separated by a car length. Now Jerry Nadeau closes the gap on the leader Jimmy Spencer comes within inches of the rear bumper of Spencer in turn number four. Park follows suit. They're tightly tied together single file. Yeah, Nadeau is charging into turn number three much harder than Spencer is but Spencer's kind of settling his car in quicker and getting up off the corner better than Nadeau is so Spencer hanging on to the lead despite the pressure and we're going to be at halfway in the Winston Open when the field comes back to start finish next time. a specialized tool to finish your vehicle repair? There's no need to buy it if you're only going to use it once. Check out O'Reilly Auto Parts Loaner Tool Program, available at any O'Reilly store. Find tools like a ball joint press, disc brake caliper tool set, and more. O'Reilly Auto Parts. Better parts, better prices every day. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Hi folks, Mike Bagley here. At MRN, we rely on equipment from Racing Electronics. Joey Logano to the lead on the back straightaway. Racing Electronics has scanners and headphones. We can listen to every uncensored conversation between driver and crew. And when we need live audio, in-car cameras, and up-to-the-second statistics, use their latest handheld unit called Legend. To learn more about these products and many others, visit RacingElectronics.com. Racing Electronics, the official two-way communication partner of MRN. Boy, the laps are going by in a hurry in the Winston Open. Ten to go. It'll be nine to go when they come back to the line. Steve Park leads. Jerry Nadeau has now moved up to second as they work their way off the corner. Spencer has fallen back to third as they head down to the start-finish line. And the laps continue to wind down. Ricky Craven closed in just a moment ago. Joe Moore, like he might run down the front three and be a factor in this. He's still gaining just a wee bit as they go to one. Tighten up on Jimmy Spencer when Spencer slipped coming off turn four a few laps back. But now Spencer seems to have found the handle once again. And now it's moving away from... Ricky Craven. Spencer still has to cover quite a bit of real estate if he wants to reel in the top two cars. He's four car lengths behind Jerry Nadeau and another four car lengths behind Steve Park. So make that eight car lengths behind the leader as they make their way off turn four. And make it eight laps to go as they cross the start finish line. Steve Park and Jerry Nadeau, the top two. Remember, only the winner transfers. Let's follow the leaders into one. Single file now right down the bottom lane of turns one and two. Steve Park maintaining a five car length lead over Jerry Nadeau. Ten car lengths back to Jimmy Spencer in third. Then Ricky Craven fourth. 
fourth and Kevin LePage in fifth. Single file making their way off the back straightaway. Steve Park now eases up the backing about halfway up the groove in turn number four. He'll make his way within a few feet of the concrete wall off the corner and get a good run down off the 24 degrees of backing through the trials. Seven laps to go for the leader, Steve Park, as he heads off into turn number one. Now Jerry Nadeau may be able to, be able to chase him down is what I'm trying to say, but as good as Steve Park's car is working, Joe Moore, he's going to be hard to get around. Park is very good, and as we saw, he can go to the outside or the inside. Right now, from third on back, it's beginning to tighten up. Ricky Craven again, closing in on Jimmy Spencer. He's only two car lengths back of Spencer as they hit turn number three. Spencer has a little bit of a handling problem, it would appear. He's not turning as well as he was early in the race. That now will allow Craven to close in within a car length of, of Spencer off turn four. Yeah, Spencer's car pushing way up the racetrack in turns three and four. Five laps to go next time they come back. The leader's in one. Let's see if Ricky Craven can make his move now. Spencer goes wide between turns one and two. The inside lane is open up. Ricky Craven goes to the inside lane. He'll grab the third position as they exit turn two. And now he'll try to reel in Jerry Nadeau. But meanwhile, Steve Park is gone. He has now built up a dozen car length advantage over Jerry Nadeau. He again climbs to the top of the backing, eases it off, and heads down towards the stripe. Now Steve is really checked out on the field right now. As he crosses the stripe, there are five laps to go for him. He has an advantage of one and six tenths seconds. He picked up almost three quarters of a second or pulled away that much last time by. He's in turn two. Looking very smooth now, exiting turn number two, continuing to build his lead over second place Jerry Nadeau. They work their way onto the back straightaway now and head for turn three. Craven now the man on the move. He has now whittled away at the advantage Jerry Nadeau has for that second position. It's down to what appears to be about five car lengths. Close it down to about four midway through turns three and four. There's single file on the high groove off the corner. So those the front three. Park, Nadeau, and Craven. Jimmy Spencer runs fourth. Kevin LePage is fifth. Ricky Rudd sixth. Mike Skinner seventh. Eighth is Sterling Marlin. The first side-by-side -side race on the track is for ninth position. Three cars involved there headed for one. Chad Little works the inside of Robert Presley. Now Presley started a whole lot better in this race. He's continued to fall back. Will fall back yet again as Chad Little gets a fender out in front, exiting the corner. The drag race is on now, headed to turn three. Wheel-to-wheel -wheel racing midway down the back straightaway, but give the advantage to Robert Presley. He eases it in much deeper into the corner in turn number three and gobbles up the position for the time being, but operating very well down low is Chad Little. He'll draw even off the corner. Chad Little's car working pretty well. As it seems like the longer they go, Chad's car's been getting a little bit better. Unfortunately, there are only three laps remaining for the entire field. As they work their way down the back straightaway and head for turns three and four, Steve Park continues to lead. They do ride second. Ricky Craven's third. Spencer's fourth. Kevin LePage is fifth. Here they come off of turn number four now, down to get the two-lap-to-go signal. Steve Park just pulling away from the field to get the transfer spot into the Winston. If he can make it around the final couple of laps, he's in turn one. Got to be feeling pretty good about his chances here at the closing laps of the race with the commanding lead that's getting bigger and bigger every time he passes us here in turn number two. Here's Park now flashing up off the bottom of the racetrack, right up against the outside wall in the back straightaway. Continues to accelerate back to turn number three, not taking his foot out of it an inch. Now climbs up the banking in turn number four and works off the tur turn down towards the stripe. He now has what appears to be about a 20-car length advantage. About down to the start-finish line, sees the white flag, gives him one to go for Steve Park. He now has an advantage of over two and a half seconds as he heads around to the victory lap over in turn two. Jerry Nadeau rides along in the second spot. He's starting to get some company there. Ricky Craven, after grabbing third from Jimmy Spencer a few laps back, now wants a shot at the second spot. 
may have chance to do it. He's starting to close in now as they hit the back stretch. Running out of time, though. Only half a lap remaining. Craven now five car lengths behind Nadu, while your leader, Steve Park, now makes his way off turn four for the final time and heads to the checkers. Checkered flag and a spot in the all-star race, the Winston to Steve Park. He wins the Winston Open by some 2.9 seconds over Jerry Nadu. Ricky Craven takes third, Jimmy Spencer fourth, Ricky Rudd fifth, followed by Kevin LePage, Mike Skinner, Sterling Marlin, Chad Little, and Robert Presley, but it is Steve Park who takes $35,000 to the bank and a spot in the all-star race later tonight. From the racetrack to the road home, fill up with Sunoco, the official fuel of NASCAR. Sunoco makes high-quality performance fuels for the greatest drivers in the world, both on and off the track. Whether you are pulling up to the pump or experiencing the excitement of being at the track on race day, this will be a four-tire change. They've already topped it off with Sunoco fuel. Side service complete, second can of Sunoco fuel in. He's down and away. You can trust Sunoco to be the fuel that keeps you going. Capture the essence of racing and fill up with the official fuel of NASCAR, Sunoco. Changing your oil regularly helps keep your vehicle running at its best. Right now at O'Reilly Auto Parts, purchase five quarts of Pennzoil conventional motor oil and a MicroGuard filter for just $24.99. Save big with Pennzoil at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Better parts, better prices every day. Limit supply. See store for details. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Back in Charlotte, the Winston Open is over. Now the drivers who did not win the race making pit stops to get ready for the Noble Sprint. Jim Phillips. Mike Skinner has been in. Jerry Nadeau ran good in the first segment in. Jimmy Spencer is in. We've got Brett Bodine in. He's going to change four tires. A lot of these guys down here, Alan, just going for the two tires. Chad Little has been in. Also, we've had uh, Elliot Sadler in. Now to Marty Snyder. Ricky Rudd came in. His car has been tight. They had an awesome pit stop. It was a four-tire stop, but 15.7 seconds. They were high-fiving each other. Again, his car has been tight. They did make a chassis adjustment, hoping to loosen him up. Bobby Hamilton also tight, having not very good run in that last time. He uh, also is very hot in the car. His air conditioner stopped working for Bobby Hamilton. Not a good night for the air conditioner to not be working. It is a warm one here in Charlotte this evening. Meantime, Steve Park, after taking the victory in the Winston Open, has brought his car back into the garage area to the uh, Victory Circle impound area, if you will. He's not in the winner's circle. He's over by the 76 gas pumps, and Winston Kelly is there. Well, we are here, and uh, we'll get a word with Steve Park in just a moment. The crew now going over the car. They're checking the air pressure, determining exactly how much air buildup there was in that 30-lap segment because or, there will be another 30-lap segment, but Alan will have a comment from the winner, Steve Park, in just a moment. So Steve Park has assured himself a starting spot in the Winston for the big money a little bit later. Jerry Nadeau, Ricky Craven, Jimmy Spencer, Ricky Rudd, Kevin LePage, who ran up in the top five and six in most of the events, still have a shot to get in there along with Mike Skinner. In fact, all the guys that finished on the lead lap, the only two cars that will not have a shot at uh, running this second 16-lapper will be Jeffrey Bodine and Dave Marcus, who crashed on the first lap. Let's give you the full finishing order from the Winston Open. Steve Park, the victor. Jerry Nadeau, second. Ricky Craven, third. Jimmy Spencer, fourth. And Ricky Rudd, fifth. Kevin LePage finished in sixth position, followed by Mike Skinner in seventh. Sterling Marlin, eighth. Chad Little, ninth. And Robert Presley, tenth. Eleventh was Bobby Hamilton. Kenny Wallace was twelfth. Rick Mash, thirteenth. Matt Kenseth, fourteenth. And Elliot Sadler, fifteenth. Sixteenth was Johnny Benson. Dave Blaney was seventeenth. Eighteenth was Stacy Compton. Brett Bodine was nineteenth. Twentieth was Wally Dollenback, followed by 
the uh, Ed Barrier car in 21st, Ken Schrader in 22nd, Scott Pruitt in 23rd, Mike Bliss in 24th, Dave Marcus in 25th, and Jeffrey Bodine in 26th position. This mid-race update brought to you by Chase Authentics. Each week, the top drivers in the NASCAR Craftsman Truck Bush and Winston Cup Series compete on the track to provide the best entertainment in motorsports. Off the track, the competition ends, and NASCAR's leading drivers agree to supply their fans with the best apparel in racing. Chase Authentics, the authentic trackside apparel of NASCAR. Now let's go hear from the winner of the Winston Open with Winston Kelly. Well, Steve Park, I tell you what, it was a great run for you. The car could go anywhere. Outside for one pass, inside for another. Yeah, I'll tell you what, that... A Pennzoil Chevrolet Monte Carlo was just hauling a mail tonight, and I was a little bit tight behind some other cars, but I knew if I could get out front and get some air on the nose of that Monte Carlo, we'd be in good shape. And when we busted out in the lead, it just took off. And, you know, we got to thank Pennzoil. This is our first win as a team, and uh, even though it's in a, a qualifying race for the big show tonight, um, we just proved to a lot of people that we've been close to victory lane but and that we can still find it. So uh, it's a great moral victory for this whole team. Just want to thank Pennzoil, Coca-Cola, Wrangler, Snap-on Tools, um, Goodyear tires and uh, Chevrolet have just been great supporters. Tell us about those two passes, the one to the outside from Jimmy Spencer and the one to the inside on Jerry Nadeau. Well, I, I tell you, you know, last night Jimmy took me to school here and uh, I told these guys that I should have won that race last night, but Jimmy had a lot more experience than I did here and um, he taught me a little bit too much last night. We weren't going to let him take me to school tonight. So it was, a, it was a good pass, and we had a strong race car, so we just wanted to make sure we could uh, get that Penzoil uh, Chevrolet out front. So we're excited. We're, we're trying to get this car back together because we got to run one more tonight. So uh, we got this first one. We, this is a good victory for us, and now we just got to get the car changed over so we can start in the back of the, uh, the Winston, and maybe we can do it again. One down. He hopes one to go. Steve Park, the victor in the Winston Open. Now on the pit stop between the Open and the Noble Sprint that's about to begin, a number of drivers took just two tires. The whole running order has been jumbled up from the finish of the first race. It's Mike Skinner and Chad Little on the front row for the sprint. Matt Kenseth and Ricky Craven in row two. Elliott Sadler and Ricky Rudd in row three. Green flag is in the air. 16 laps and one more car to go to the main event. And on the start as they head off to turn number one, getting a good start is Mike Skinner as he leads him down to two. Skinner leads the parade. Now Matt Kenseth falls in line to the second spot. The race for the third position. Elliott Sadler on the move. He races by Chad Little, takes a shot at Matt Kenseth, now settles back in line in this race for third. Sadler now gravitating to the bottom of the racetrack, trying to find a room underneath Chad Little. Chad Little, though, with a lot of room up top. He'll edge out in front of Sadler just for a time, a moment in time, and now Sadler grabs the position off turn four. Boy, nearly a stack up in traffic in the corner as Ricky Craven got all the way down on the apron looking to make it three wide, had to jam on the brakes, but everybody got away clean. Skinner leads the way back to turn one. Matt Kenseth rides along in second, still a race for the third spot, rages on. Elliott Sadler this time gets the good run. He'll finally take it away from Chad Little on the back straightaway. He'll put a fender up underneath Chad Little headed to turn number three, but Little now dives in much deeper in the corner and draws even behind them. Traffic stacking up double wide. Ricky Rudd to the inside of Ricky Craven. Now Kevin LePage tries to make it three wide off turn four. He almost did make it three wide as they came down to the line. A real scramble is from third place on back. Meanwhile, at the front of the pack, the leader's broken way out front, Joe Moore. Mike Skinner's got a big lead now. Stretch it out to about five car lengths over Matt Kenseth. Still for third, it's Elliott Sadler and Chad Little going at it. Ricky Rudd wants a piece of this too. A moment ago, Ricky Rudd looked to the inside, tried to pick up the draft from Elliott Sadler. Thought better of it, headed to turn number three and shifted to the outside. Now he'll ride the tire tracks of Chad Little as they try to bypass Elliott 
Elliott Sadler off the corner. Car in trouble in turn four, up out of the groove and off the gas. Ricky Craven keeps it off the wall. We stay under the green flag, 13 to go. Ricky Rudd nearly made it three wide. He pulled up to the outside of Chad Little, but instead will lose a couple of positions and almost lose the race car as Jimmy Spencer, Jerry Nadeau, and Sterling Marlin make their move by Ricky Rudd. Rudd backslides, loses at least six positions. Now Bobby Hamilton dives to the inside of Rudd and will move him back at least one more spot. Meanwhile, the battle for fourth is on. Kevin LePage on the move. He'll slip to the inside of Chad Little. Kevin trying to get up there and chase down the leader right now, Mike Skinner, but Skinner has an advantage of one and one-tenths of a second over the rest of the field as they go back to turn number one as Ricky Craven limps off turn number four and heads for pit road. Here right. comes the leader now, Mike Skinner working off turn two onto the back straightaway. The race is going to be from fourth, fifth on back. Jerry Nadeau, Chad Little going at it with others, headed to turn three. Chad Little now the man out of the mix. He slides to the outside groove. That will open up room now for Sterling Marlin, who slips to the inside. Following his advantage is Jimmy Spencer and Bobby Hamilton. They'll both shuffle Chad Little to the outside off turn four. Kenny Wallace taking his car to the garage. He had to get off the gas behind Ricky Craven's slowing machine. I guess figures there's nothing to be gained at this point. He doesn't have enough laps left to get up and win this Noble Sprint and transfer into the Winston later. Under caution in the middle of the Noble Sprint, the 16-lap last chance, last chance race to get into the All-Star race, the Winston, if you will. A little while ago, Steve Park won the 30-lap Winston Open. He's in the All-Star race. Now one final spot left for the winner of this 16-lap sprint. We're under caution after eight of the 16 laps. Chad Little into the outside wall after he and it looked like Wally Dallenbach got together racing for the 10th position at the time. Chad climbing from his car and taking the ride to the infield care center, but a very hard to hit there for him over in turn number two. Yeah, he took a pretty hard shot in the wall over there. We'll give you an update on his condition as soon as we have it. And, um, also, Wally Dallenbach brought his car onto pit road, and let's get a quick update there. Well, Wally Dallenbach has been on pit road a couple of times, Barney, and uh, he has come in. No real damage, left rear bumper damage a little bit, but uh, nothing that's going to hurt him too much. In fact, they went, came down a second time and made a chassis adjustment trying to help him out for this last uh, little run here. But as far as any chance to win this thing, I think that's going out the window. Yeah, he's going to be back in 20th position for the restart. And the field will come off turn number four this time and get the signal that... Uh, They'll go back racing in one more lap. They'll also get the signal to double up for the restart. So after Mike Skinner had opened up such a big lead, this is going to give the other drivers another shot at him for the final laps in this one. And it's going to put Elliott Sadler up to Skinner's outside for the restart. Just before the caution flag, Sadler had taken the number two position away. So he's going to move up to the outside of Skinner for the restart. Then it'll be Kevin LePage and Jerry Nadeau. In the second row, Matt Kenseth and Jimmy Spencer in row number three, followed by Sterling Marlin and Bobby Hamilton, Ricky Rudd, and Robert Presley. That back through 10th position. Good to see Elliott Sadler having a good run because uh, that team has struggled this season as they did uh, last year a little bit, but uh, they seem to be getting things turned around. Yeah, it's, uh, it's going to be a terrific thing if he can have a good run here and maybe steal this win away from Mike Skinner and get into the main event. Of course, the Wood Brothers... Last real glory, I guess you could say, yeah. was Michael Waltrip's yeah. win in the Winston here back in 1996, and it would be a very special night if they could find a way to get back to victory lane in their 50th season of racing. Well, uh, I wouldn't count Elliott out. He's been running really good, although it's going to get fast and furious here for the final six laps. They are seven on the scoreboard right now. There'll be six when they cut them loose as they come off turn four here in just a moment with Mike Skinner leading, and as you pointed out a minute ago, Mike had pulled away and had a big, healthy lead. Now he's going to have to race for it, and 
and uh, the guys don't have much time to chase him down there. If the car stays as good as it has been, Elliott's got his work cut out for him. So is Kevin LePage. He'll restart third. Jerry Nadeau and Matt Kenseth make up the top five. This could not have been what Mike Skinner wanted to see, this caution flag. And now the double-file restart with the youngster Sadler up to his outside. Pace cars in turn four. The pace speed appears to be a little slow by the leaders as the pace car is already gone and off the racetrack. Now here they come to the restart point. Let's see if Sadler can hang right with Skinner when the green waves. Waiting to really go at it. Green flag is in the air as they haul it off to turn number one. Skinner got tapped just a little bit by Kevin LePage. Looked like they touched at the start-finish line. They still race door-to-door -door down to turn one. Mike Skinner, Elliott Sadler. Sadler hanging tough in the outside lane, but Mike Skinner is strong down low. Gets a nose of his Chevy out in front of Sadler's Ford, but on the back straightaway. Here's Elliott pulling even better. Matter of fact, now Elliott gets the advantage going to three. And rallying back on the inside, though, is Mike Skinner. He'll draw even and now make contact with Sadler. Sadler skates up the backing in turn three and slams the outside retaining wall. Meanwhile, Kevin LePage is your leader off turn four. Caution as they come to the start-finish line with five laps to go in the Noble Sprint. Elliott Sadler, Mike Skinner racing side-by-side side for the race lead into turn number three. We go back to Mike Massaro. Elliott Sadler was caught on the outside groove. Mike Skinner down low, drifted up the racetrack just a little bit in turn number three, made contact with Sadler. Sadler suffered some hard contact with the outside retaining wall at the top of the banking in turn number three. He now limps down pit road and finally comes to rest. Kevin LePage, however, took advantage of the miscue and took the lead off turn four. Really a tough break for Elliott Sadler. Had a good run going and had a shot to win this thing and all of a sudden he is in the wall over there. Both cars racing just as hard as they could go into the corner and make a little contact. One more lap before the restart. Quickly to Winston Kelly. Uh, with Elliott Sadler. Elliott, you're battling hard with Mike Skinner. Looked like you had a chance. What happened? I think we definitely had to call the win to come from last like that. It's just uh, I thought more of that than Mike Skinner. Uh, you know, I got a good jump on him. I got a good run off of two and he run me high in the dirt. And then he just nailed me going into turn three. I mean, you know, I watch, I run in the back every week in the middle and look up front and watch the way those guys run each other nice and clean. And I get up there and try to run as clean as I can. And this, something like this happens. It's a shame for everybody involved on Sitco team. That was a brand new call that I was definitely bringing back for the 600, but uh, now we got to do something else. Understandably frustrated, Elliot Sadler, not one normally to point the finger in somebody else's direction, but he feels like Mike Skinner didn't give him enough room between three and four. There's probably a reason for that. Yeah, Skinner, Skinner ran in there hard. They're fighting for the race win. Only one driver gets the transfer into the main event. Uh, Skinner wasn't going to back off, and it just no. it didn't work out. And now, Skinner's – go ahead. Yeah, uh, he had the flat tire, or the tire could have been going down, could have been a factor in that also. We, we probably won't know. Skinner has been on pit road. Jim Phillips? Uh, well, actually, the flat tire was caused by the contact, Barney, and uh, they had to change uh, – they changed all four tires. They could change the right sides, but they went ahead and changed all four tires since he's going to have to start – near the back. But you can certainly the understand the, the frustration in, on Elliott Sadler because oh, they, yeah. they did have a car probably that could have won. Yeah, uh, they were within sight of the checkered flag, racing for the only thing that matters in this race, which is the transfer spot into the Winston. We're going to have a two-lap shootout now. Kevin LePage is going to be with Jerry Nadeau alongside on the front row as the pace car heads for pit road. When they get the green, two laps to go. We'll see who makes it back around to the checkers. Here they come, down to the line. Green flag is in the air. Kevin LePage, Jerry Nadeau, Matt Kinsley, Jimmy Spencer, Sterling Marlin. That's the group at the front of the field as they sail off to turn number one, still door to door. LePage got the good jump, and here comes Nadeau from the outside lane, and he is strong up there. Nadeau clears LePage, takes the lead off turn number two. LePage is second. They're side by side for third, headed to turn three. And that's where Matt Kenseth will battle for the third position down low, tries to dig in underneath Spencer. Spencer, though, middle of the 
the groove. Now makes it work up high and moves ahead of Kenseth and will slip into the third spot. Three car breakaway at the front of the field. They come down, see the white flag, final lap around as they chase Jerry Nadeau. Can he hang on and win this when they're back in one? Nadeau's got a two-car length lead, but Kevin LePage is closing quickly. He slams it right to the bottom of the racetrack, tries to pull up underneath, not close enough to strike. Nadeau maintains a three-car length lead on the back straightaway. Accelerating down towards turn number three. Nadeau now slices to the bottom of the racetrack, brings it all the way down below the white stripe, and LePage still desperately trying to reel him in, but to no avail. He's three car lengths back. Not going to be enough. Off turn four, checkered flag in the air, put Jerry Nadeau into the final starting spot in the Winston. He wins the Noble Sprint by five car lengths over Kevin LePage. Nadu on the outside of LePage at that final restart with two laps to go. Stayed even with LePage into turn one, and Joe Moore just kind of got the better run around the top side of the racetrack. He was obviously strong on the outside lane. That's not where it's supposed to hook up, but it did for Nadu. He slung around, had him cleared by the time they exited turn two. So a couple of drivers get a good break here and we'll move into the main event, which will be coming up very shortly. We'll be back and talk about the 20 drivers that will be in that one. Here's your chance to win a set of your very own Hercules tires. Go to HerculesTires.com slash MRN. Simply register, and each month we'll give away one set of tires. Hercules Tires has the value, selection, and industry-leading mileage coverage to get you wherever you need to go, no matter where the road takes you. Register now for your chance to win a set of Hercules Tires at HerculesTires.com slash MRN. Hercules Tires, ride on our street. Since 1942, Freightliner has been an industry innovator, developing trucks renowned for their dependability and efficiency. Whether your job requires a dump truck, a concrete mixer, or a delivery truck, you can count on Freightliner to maximize your productivity. With a wide range of horsepower and torque rating that meet even the most demanding job conditions. Freightliner trucks are built to build your business. Learn more at Freightliner.com. Freightliner. Work smart. Back in Charlotte at the Lowe's Motor Speedway, we get set for the running of the Winston, the all-star race set to go for a 16th time for the NASCAR Winston Cup Series, and we'll get our look at this year's edition of the race underway momentarily. First, while we have the uh, break as they uh, set up the staging area for the driver introductions and so on, let's take a minute and flash back to the running of the all-star event one year ago. It's from Parts Plus, the best auto parts you can buy on and off the track, bringing you up to speed with a look back at the 1999 running of the Winston. Tony Stewart won the uh, Winston Open going away and got the final starting spot in the main event. Several top contenders were taken out of contention in the early going in the main event. Just 11 laps in, we had a, the second of what were two multi-car accidents. Three cars involved over here. Dale Jarrett down on the inside of the racetrack. Ricky Rudd and Jeff Burton. Bobby Hamilton appeared to have tapped Dale Jarrett coming into the corner. He got loose. Ricky Rudd trying to avoid the crash. Rolled to the inside of the track. That collected Jeff Burton. Those three cars still here littered across the racetrack in turn two. Bobby Labonte, Dale Jarrett also involved. Ward Burton involved in the early accidents in last year's running of the Winston that took a number of potential winners uh, and basically ended most of their chances in uh, scoring the victory in that event. Now, we came down at the end of the second 30-lap segment with Tony Stewart, the uh, driver who had rocketed his way up through the field and looked to be the dominant player, looked to have the dominant car. But then on the final pit stops, Stewart's team chose to get two tires 
and one Terry Labonte's team chose to get four. Terry restarted in sixth position for the final 10-lap sprint, and about halfway through it, made the move around Tony Stewart to grab the lead. Labonte closes in on Stewart, dramatically coming into the corner. He's right up on his bumper, looking for a chance to get by. Labonte flashes down low off turn number two. He's got a fender alongside Tony Stewart. He's got the line back to turn three, wheel-to-wheel -wheel action, and now the bottom shot pays off for Terry Labonte, a new leader in turn three. So Terry Labonte out in front, and from there he pulled away over the final laps to score his second victory in the All-Star race. Here he comes off of turn number four, all by himself to the start-finish line. Terry Labonte wins the 1999 running of the Winston, 1.2 seconds over Tony Stewart. Terry Labonte in victory lane in the All-Star race to Winston one year ago, and that is our Parts Plus flashback brought to you by Parts Plus. Remember to see your local Parts Plus store for NASCAR officially licensed auto parts. That was a thriller because uh, Tony Stewart almost pulled that thing out of the fire. Yes, that would have been That would have been the story of the night. Stewart, Labonte, both in the 2000 running of the Winston as we get set to begin our coverage now of the All-Star race. Just again, a reminder, if you're not familiar, this race only open to a select group of drivers. Drivers who have won a race either in 1999 or 2000. Former Winston Cup champions not otherwise qualified. Former winners of this event not otherwise qualified up until those last two categories. The field is filled. A couple of guys got shut out of this race this year that have won the Winston before because we've had so many different winners over over the course of uh, the opening 12 weeks of this Winston Cup season. Yeah, the recent, uh, that big spate of different drivers we had kind of changed things there. That was one reason Jeffrey Bodine uh, did yep. not automatically have a spot in there, having won, what, back in 94, 95, somewhere along yep, in there. 94. And so we come to tonight with 18 drivers qualified, then Steve Park getting in by winning the Winston Open, Jerry Nadeau getting in by winning the Noble Sprint, and we have 20 drivers set to go 30 laps, 30 laps, and then a final 10-lap sprint for $2 million in prize monies. We'll go trackside and talk with the combatants in tonight's event when we come back in a minute. Back in Charlotte, the fans roaring as the drivers in tonight's running of the Winston are introduced. Let's go back now to the staging area where the cars are parked with the back end of the machine at the trioval grass and the nose pointing out toward the outside wall right along the front stretch here of the speedway at the start-finish line. Very impressive-looking grid being assembled, and let's dip into the middle of that now and hear from the 14th-place starter tonight, Joe Nemechek. No, but for one loose lug nut on a pit stop, and Joe had been starting second, but you said that doesn't matter. Why? Well, I tell you what, our Oakwood Chevy's running fast. It's been fast since we unloaded here, and Andy Petrie and this, this whole uh, APR gang is... It's worked real hard. This is a car we run another place, but uh, for some reason it really runs good here. I like Charlotte. Um, yeah, this is my second visit to the Winston, and we plan on taking some money home tonight. Joe Nemechek, 14th, says he's going to be in the cash. And Ward Burton, who will be starting in 13th position, will make his fifth appearance in the Winston. Let's see if we can get a word from him. Well, in contrast to Joe Nemechek, the week has been a struggle for Ward Burton. Ward, did you ever get the car to your liking, and can you win this thing tonight? Wow, we uh, we have really been struggling since we got here. Of course, the cat team never gives up. Um, team really worked hard today. We changed everything but uh, the yellow and the white tonight. But we really got it a lot better than we had had it. Whether that's good enough, I don't know. But we'll keep working on it tonight. Ward and his team have worked very hard this weekend. His concern, they were good in the sunshine this afternoon. A little worried about whether or not they'll be good in the darkness tonight. Ward Burton will start 13th. The winningest driver in the history of this event would be one Dale Earnhardt, who starts this evening's race in 12th position. Let's hear from him. He's the only three-time winner, and I believe if it was $50 or $500,000, he's going to put it to the floor, but they've upped the ante a lot. Dale Earnhardt, can you make it for tonight? 
Well, I got just as good a chance as anybody else. Everything looks good. The car really run good in practice. Uh, got some adjustment built into it for that 30 lap break. So we'll see if she'll come to the front. You really like these type of races, don't you? Well, it's, it's a good Saturday night race. That's what I like. Saturday night race and how he got started. The seven time champion rolls off 12th. He'll be a factor. There's no question about that. We'll pause 10 seconds for station identification on MRN radio, the voice of NASCAR 2000. Let's go back trackside and hear from more drivers. See if we can get a word with Jeff Gordon, who starts 11th. Jeff Gordon starting 11th tonight. You told me this afternoon I'm pretty good. How about your thoughts right now? Well, I was pretty good this afternoon. Uh, we'll see what it's like here tonight, but I think it's going to be really good. Uh, Robbie and Brian, these guys on this DuPont Chevrolet have done an excellent job preparing this car. And, uh, you know, it's just it just depends a lot of traffic, whether you're behind cars or in front of cars. But uh, we're going to find out a lot in this first 30 lap segment. Hopefully we can stay towards the front and uh, have some form in that second lap, se uh, 30 lap segment. And uh, if we're if we're in the ballpark there, I know we got something for him in that last 10. Uh, I know he does, too. And I've, I've been here when he's won all three segments. That's Jeff Gordon starting 11th. The defending winner of the race is Terry Labonte. He starts 10th tonight. Marty Snyder's with him. Well, Terry Labonte, you won it last year. Can you win it this year? <laughs> well, you, you, I think this is a race that you don't ever know, you know, if you can win it or not until the end. But uh, I don't know. We, we weren't really as good as we needed to be in practice. We didn't feel like. But I know the track changes a lot here. And we're just going to have to, you know, make some adjustments if we're not right and, you know, try to get it right for the last segment. You took four tires for the last pit stop last time. Is that maybe what you're going to do tonight? Well, I don't know. Uh, you know, I just don't know. We'll just have to wait and see how it plays out. Well, it worked for him last year. He might do it again. Only one man has won this race three times. That's Dale Earnhardt. Terry Labonte could pull off that feat tonight. And Jeremy Mayfield will be starting from ninth position. Let's get a word from him. Third time in the running of the Winston. Can the third time be the charm? Oh, I think it can. We uh, got a great race car here, and the Mobile One team just working extremely hard, man. We got a, got a good piece here tonight. We'll have to find out here. Qualified for just a couple of weeks ago at California, Jeremy Mayfield will roll off ninth. The eighth starter tonight is Jeff Burton. Burton making uh, his sixth appearance in the Winston. He was out in the lap 11 wreck that eliminated so many others last year. What about his chances tonight? Let's hear from him. Let's find out, uh, Jeff Burton, your, money, your big money man in NASCAR. You want a lot of those million-dollar checks. How about tonight? You're going for 500000 Well, it's an awfully big check. This is just a lot of fun. Uh, proud to be here. Great racetrack, great, great event. Um, just excited about it, really. We've got a decent car. We weren't good enough in practice today. Uh, we made some changes, and uh, we're excited about what we've got, though. We think we're pretty good. That's Jeff Burton. And Dale Jarrett will square off from seventh position, and this will be his ninth start in the Winston. Let's get a word from him. Well, DJ will start seventh, and uh, never been your race, really. Can you finally win this thing, DJ? Uh, it would be nice. Yeah, this hadn't been our best show, but uh, pretty excited about tonight. A lot of good cars here. Should be a great show for the fans, and that's what it's all about. With only a best finish of third, DJ would like to correct that this evening. He will start ninth. The drivers have all been introduced now. They're beginning to clear away some of the pre-race staging. We've heard from the 18 drivers previously qualified. We'll hear from the final two who raced their way into this event tonight when we come back in a moment. First, let's go inside the NASCAR garage. Brought to you by Napa, celebrating their 75th anniversary. Napa, where NASCAR fans get their parts. Got about a minute and a half before the command to fire engines is given for tonight's running of the Winston. While we have uh, 
the moment to wait before we get the command to fire them up. Let's remind you that later in tonight's broadcast, Barney and I will pick the winner of the Raybestos Break of the Race Award, driver with the best break during tonight's event. We'll see $500 donated on his behalf to Motor Racing Outreach Children's Ministries from Raybestos Breaks, the official breaks of NASCAR. And there may be a lot of candidates for that before the night is over. There have been, what, in 15 races here, 15 of the Winstons. This will be the 16th one. We've had, what, 10 different winners, I believe. And it's been a terrific list of who's who as far as Vic as well. Dale Earnhardt with three wins, Terry Labonte, Davey Allison, Jeff Gordon with a pair, and single victories for Darrell Waltrip, Bill Elliott, Rusty Wallace, Jeffrey Bodine, Michael Waltrip, and Mark Martin. And of course, a number of those drivers, uh, most of those drivers in the field for tonight's running of the Winston. Down trackside now, there is a um, huge crowd gathered around Darrell Waltrip's car. Most of the other machines, everybody's been cleared away, but a great big group gathered around the window of DW's machine because he's going to give the command to start engines here in about 20 seconds from right now. And that's very fitting that he should, having won the first Winston that they ever staged here in 85, and this will be his final one. And he has been in every one of them since it's been run. This will be, of course, DW's victory tour, his final uh, running of the Winston and now back where his car sits on the grid in 17th position in line. He is seated behind the wheel and about set to give the command to uh, start engines and get tonight's running of the all-star race. The Winston underway. Let's go down trackside now and listen in as Darrell Waltrip gives the command. All right, you race fans. Are you ready for some racing? Get up on your feet and help me get this show on the road. Gentlemen. Start your engines! <laughs> Done with gusto. And a huge roar from the crowd in response. The engines are fired, and we're set to go with the 16th running of the Winston at Charlotte. Back for the start in a moment from Lowe's Motor Speedway. This is MRN Radio. The field of starters in tonight's running of the Winston, some 20 of the best that NASCAR Winston Cup Racing has to offer, beginning to roll from the grid positions along the front stretch of Lowe's Motor Speedway. They'll make a couple of pace laps before we get cut loose in the first 30-lap segment of tonight's 70-lap event. Terrific atmosphere, just electrifying as it always is every year here at the Winston. On the pace laps, as always, the flashbulbs just popping everywhere as the fans get their uh, shot from the grandstand, if you will, to just remember this moment. The tension in the air, the atmosphere, the excitement surrounding the beginning of the all-star race. You could almost cut out the track lights, and I think the flashbulbs around this racetrack would pretty well <laughs> light it up as they make a couple of parade yeah. laps before they put them under green. 20 drivers ready to go here in the Winston. A couple of 30-lap segments, and then hit the 10-lap shootout for the winner getting a half a million dollars. Biggest payday, I guess, uh, that you can possibly have in this type of all-star event. That is just so much money. I, I can't remember what they paid. I think it was $50,000 in 85 to win it. I believe that's what it was. Yeah, and I, I couldn't couldn't quite tell you that for sure, but I do know that up to last year it was $200,000 yeah. for the winner. So to go from two hundred to 500000 that's that's quite a jump in the purse for the winner. It has certainly got the attention of all of the drivers back in the garage area, and they all know that that final 10-lap shootout to decide who gets that check tonight is going to be pretty wild, that's for sure. Yeah. Darrell Waltrip used to tell us, along with some of the other guys that have won this thing, that if you make that restart in the final 10-lap shootout, starting any further back than seventh, that was several years ago. They said you have no chance to win the Winston. Uh, I think 
this thing has changed to where no yeah. matter where you start back there, depending on what happens at the front, you got a shot to win it. Anybody in the field, I think, right down to the final 10 laps is going to have a shot at victory tonight. Let's take a look at the starting lineup for the Winston. Starting in 20th, by virtue of winning the Noble Sprint, will be Jerry Nadeau, the MichaelHolligan.com Chevrolet. 19th will be Steve Park, winner of the Winston Open. He's in the Pennzoil Chevrolet. The 18th starter, John Andretti, in the STP Cheerios Pontiac with Darrell Waltrip in 17th in the Route 66 Big Kmart Ford. 16th starters, Kenny Irwin in the Bell South Chevrolet with Michael Waltrip starting 15th in the nation's rent Chevrolet. 14th starter, Joe Nemechek in the Oakwood Home Chevy. Ward Burton goes from 13th in the Caterpillar Pontiac. The 12th starter tonight is Dale Earnhardt in the GM Goodrent Chevrolet. And it'll be Jeff Gordon starting 11th the DuPont Automotive finishes Chevy. And last year's winner starting 10th will be Terry Labonte in the Kellogg Chevrolet. The Mobile One Ford with Jeremy Mayfield will be the ninth starter. Jeff Burton starts from 8th position in the Exide Batteries Ford. The Quality Care Ford Credit Ford with Dale Jarrett will be the 7th position. Starting 6th, that's Tony Stewart in the Home Depot Pontiac. Budweiser Chevrolet with Dale Earnhardt Jr. goes off from 5th. Fourth starter, give it to Rusty Wallace. He's in the Miller Lite Ford. The Interstate Batteries Pontiac with Bobby Labonte will start from third. Second starter, Mark Martin. He's in the Valvoline Cummings Ford. And on the pole, the McDonald's Ford with Bill Elliott starting on the front row. I think Elliott's pretty well pumped up for this thing. He's about as enthusiastic today as I've seen him in a long, long time. Bill Elliott, the 1986 winner of the Winston, the only time the race has been run somewhere other than here at Charlotte. That was down at his home track in Atlanta, Georgia. And Elliott, uh, yesterday in the Victory Lane interviews we did after qualifying with him, he sounded as pumped up and excited. You could just hear the enthusiasm dripping through his voice, more than I've heard from him in a long, long time. Got a good race car. Yeah. In fact, there's not too many guys in the field that don't have a good race car for this thing. So the field coming through turn number three now on the second of three pace and parade laps they'll make. One to go signal at the start finish line this time, and it'll be the first 30 lap segment of the Winston. They'll run 30 laps at the caution flag at lap 30. There will be a machine used to determine whether the entire field or none of the field will be inverted from segment one to segment two. So perhaps the entire finishing order from segment one inverted for the start of segment two, which will be 30 laps, then a caution flag. Everybody has to decide whether or not to pit two tires, four tires, whatever it is. They make the full flying pit stop, come back onto the racetrack, line them up double file, and run a final 10 laps to the checkered flag for all the marbles in the Winston. Quite a format for the Winston. Let's take a quick swing around the racetrack and get some thoughts from the, the gentleman who will be covering the action out there. Joe Moore, as they come down to you, you've seen quite a few of these things. I guess you're a little bit excited, just kind of like we are. Oh, absolutely. Just waiting to see what's going to happen from the preliminary races tonight. We saw at this end of the racetrack, the bottom lane was really the lane that paid off with a couple of exceptions. Nadeau and Steve Park made moves to the outside. Maybe they had their cars just set up perfectly for the higher groove. Now, this is a little bit longer event when you add them all together, all three segments of this race. Maybe the outside groove will come in better for some of the guys, or maybe it's just going to go to those who have the car set up perfectly to work a little bit higher groove. But for the most part, so far tonight, the inside lane has been the one that pays off. We'll see if that holds true in the big show coming up next. And the field will steam from turn number two down a very quick back straightaway to turns three and four. And Manchester, Connecticut's Mike Massaro there to call the action for us again tonight. Thanks, Alan. And already tonight we've seen some spectacular action down at this end of the racetrack. But it appears that there is a varied set of lines down here in turns three and four. It seems that you want to be low headed down into turn number three. But on the opposite end of the racetrack, in turn number four, you want to be in the high groove. So you have to have a multi-dimensional race car in order to be competitive at this end of the racetrack. You see the signage around the facility tonight. Winston has displayed their theme, walk the walk, talk the talk. We're about to find out exactly who can do that here tonight. 
Yes, we are. Yeah, we is. 20 of the best in the business of NASCAR Winston Cup Racing set to go in the opening 30-lap segment of the Winston. The field coming off of turn four. The fans are on their feet. It is Bill Elliott starting on pole with Mark Martin alongside row two, Bobby Labonte and Rusty Wallace, Dale Earnhardt Jr. and Tony Stewart in row three. Pace cars off, and we're set to begin the Winston. Pace car on pit road for the 16th time. They're about to run the Winston here at Lowe's Motor Speedway. Down to the line, green flags in the air, and Bill Elliott is a jack rabbit on the start. He gets away from everybody out front single file as he hits turn one. Awesome Bill gets an awesome start now. Jumps out in front of Mark Martin by two car links charging into turn number two for the first time. They are stacked up double wide for third. Bobby Labonte down on the inside of Rusty Wallace. And Rusty Wallace advances on the outside and now makes a bid for second. He'll dive to the inside of Mark Martin but Martin Strong keeps it glued to the inside rail and now Tony Stewart battles for third. He's on the outside of Rusty Wallace. Trouble in turn four. One car into the outside wall in the corner. Sliding and it appears to be John Andretti who smacked the outside wall at the apex of turns three and four, kept it glued to the outside retaining wall, now limps off of turn number four towards the trial. And it is John Andretti. It looked like uh, Chad Little also slowed up there in the corner, and John ended up getting booted into the wall. Couldn't tell who really touched him up there, but he's done quite a bit of damage. Caution is on the speedway immediately. Now, caution laps do not count in any of these segments in the Winston. But John Andretti, his night is going to come to an end in a hurry as far as maybe winning the Winston. Wreckers heading down to John. Emergency crews will check him out. He has come to rest on the apron of the racetrack, has the rear wheels out on the asphalt, the front wheels of the car sitting down on the grass as he smacked the wall up in turn number four just a moment ago. That would be, uh, let's go back and double check, the Kenny Irwin car that it... Kind of started farther back off turn two, Barney. Dale Earnhardt, for some reason, when he went off of turn number two, he slipped really badly and slowed up in the outside lane. So when that back half of the pack got to turn three, there was just this whole big glob of cars there. And when they went into the corner on the outside, it looked like Earnhardt slipped again. Kenny Irwin was right behind him. Looked like maybe he had to jab on the brakes when he did. Slid up the racetrack into John Andretti and sent Andretti hard into the outside wall. Irwin is on pit road now as Andretti climbs from his car. And let's get an update on Kenny Irwin's machine. Well, a little bit of rear end damage, and they are trying to look. Appears like they're trying to check the toe. They're going to change uh, left side tires. I would assume they're going to change right side tires in just a second as soon as they get the sheet metal fixed on that side. But Kenny Irwin going to head back out on the racetrack in just a second as John Andretti gets out of the car and gets a uh, cheer from the fans. John climbs out of his machine down there, but his night is over. Is quite a bit of damage to the car. He took a real hard lick to the outside of the wall up there in turn number four. We're under caution in the Winston. One to go has been given to the field, so we're going to go back racing next time by complete restart. Everybody lined up in their original positions, with the exception of John Andretti, whose car has been towed to the garage, and Kenny Irwin, who will have to go to the back of the line for making pit stops under this particular caution flag. So no laps of 30 complete yet in this opening segment of the Winston. Well, maybe we can uh, get a few in. I got a feeling we'll see the caution flag several times before the night is over. That's just the kind of pressure that's on these teams out there hoping to get around for the last 10 lap segment and have a shot at half a million dollars. Getting ready for the restart this time. They work their way over to turns three and four. And Dale Earnhardt was having a handful with that car as you were talking about yeah. just a moment ago. And uh, a couple of other guys, I can't even remember who they were, but we were seeing some cars slipping and sliding even as they went through one and two. Jim Phillips, real quick update on Dale Earnhardt. He radioed to the crew, Alan, that his uh, car was really, really loose, especially going into turns one and two, and it kind of stacked everything up behind him. So yeah. Earnhardt uh, back on the, into his original restart position in 12th, did not pit under the caution, and let's try this again. Pace car is on pit road, coming down to the line, still looking for the green flag, and it is in the air, and we're off and running, and again, Bill Elliott gets that great start 
pulls away from Mark Martin this time, and his single file going into the corner. So is Mark Martin. The scrambles for third place as they hit turn two. There once again, Bobby the body down on the inside lane, but Rusty Wallace gets a better run into the high side this time. Rusty with a fender out in front. Just behind him, Dale Hart Jr. and Tony Stewart side by side. Jr. down low, Stewart to the outside. This is the battle for fifth and sixth. Now Stewart advances on the outside groove and gets by Jr. Now files in on the rear deck of Bobby Labonte, who's right behind Rusty Wallace. Off turn four to complete the first lap of the Winston. Kenny Irwin will see the black flag at the start-finish line for jumping the start and the restart. Off at a turn one, go the leaders. Here's the race for the seventh position now. Dale Jarrett down on the inside with Jeff Burton climbing the banking, trying to make the move just ahead of them. Here's Dale Jr. and Tony Stewart. They stack it up, double wide for fifth. Jr. dives to the bottom of the racetrack, draws even with Tony Stewart. Stewart able to put a fender out in front of Jr. as they enter turn number three and is able to work the middle groove out in front of Jr. just for the time being, but rallying back now on the inside off turn four is Dale Earnhardt Jr. to draw even. Earnhardt Jr. gets a good run coming off the corner and would have beat Tony Stewart that time by just about a foot while Rusty Wallace also was wanting to make some moves, Joe Moore. He settles back in line, though, just in line behind Mark Martin in the third spot, Bobby Labonte in fourth. Dale Jr. has now cleared Tony Stewart. He's grabbed the fifth position. Just behind them, some side-by-side -side racing going on. Jeremy Mayfield slips to the inside of Jeff Burton and gets by. Now, Jeff Gordon looks to the inside of Burton. He'll try to pick up a position off turn four. Three laps complete as they come to the stripe. Elliott leads. Martin second. Wallace third. Bobby Labonte fourth. Dale Earnhardt Jr. fifth to turn one. Let's see what, what Rusty Wallace can do now with Mark Martin. He went to the high side, looked up there momentarily, settles back in line behind Mark Martin in third, but only falls back by another car length as they head to turn three. He'll look to the inside momentarily entering the corner. Now slips to the high side. Nothing there either. He'll file right in on the rear tire tracks of Mark Martin. Their single file for second as Bill Elliott pulls away off turn four. Bill Elliott has a pretty good advantage right now. About eight or nine car lengths over Mark Martin and Rusty Wallace and Bobby Labonte as they go back to turn number one. Dale Earnhardt we talked about a moment ago has slid all the way back to 17th position there in turn two. Here they come single file working back into the corner. Let's see what now Dale Earnhardt Jr. can do with Bobby Labonte after getting by Tony Stewart. He's really pulled away and closes in on Labonte in turn three. Just a car length back entering the corner. Both those machines drop to the bottom of the racetrack. Labonte gets down up underneath the white stripe while Junior takes it to the high side. He'll try to draw even off turn four. Junior really drove that car deep at a turn number three. Closed a lot of ground on Bobby Labonte. Now he looks to the outside of Labonte's Pontiac for fourth into one. Grabs the position easily. Flashing by on the outside lane. Dale Earnhardt Jr. is strong. He's showing that early in the going. But Bill Elliott shows the way. He's got a six-car length lead over Mark Martin. And Martin still trying to reel him in as they head back to turn number three. Elliott now dives down to the bottom of the racetrack, as does Mark Martin. Behind Martin, you'll find Rusty Wallace, who rides a groove higher. Then you'll find Dale Earnhardt Jr. and Bobby Labonte. They have about to put six laps on the scoreboard as they work their way back across the line, still chasing Bill Elliott, who's having a great run in the first segment of the Winston here at the Lowe's Motor Speedway. Mark Martin hangs on to second. Rusty Wallace still riding third. Earnhardt Jr. is fourth, and Bobby Labonte is fifth, and they're in the backstretch. And they're single file separated by about three car lengths each for each position. Bill Elliott may have a little bit of a bigger advantage, maybe five car lengths as he hits turn number three. He'll drop it all the way down to the bottom groove, keeps it down low as long as possible before climbing to the top of the banking off turn four. John Andretti has come from the infield care center. Marty Snyder's with him. And a very short night for John Andretti. What happened, John? I went into the corner and I was behind the three car and, uh, and the three car got okay. was um, real loose and uh, the 42 got up underneath him and he got sideways and I slowed down and a guy behind me, I don't know who it was, but popped me and sent me into the wall. Just not enough room. John Andretti not even completing one lap tonight out of it tonight. John has more than his share of bad luck sometimes. 
Eight laps about to be put on the scoreboard as they come down the line. Still trying to run down Bill Elliott. Mark Martin hasn't lost that much ground. He's still about eight to ten car lengths behind him. They're back in turn two. The guy that's really on the move is Jerry Nadeau. Started at the tail end of the field. He's in the 11th position now following the tire tracks of Joe Nemechek, who started 14th. They've been working together and are closing in on the front end of the field as they hit the back straightaway now. Just in front of those two, another dicey battle going on where Jeff Burton's battling with Jeff Gordon. Gordon now down low in turn number three. Burton drops to the bottom of the racetrack as well, and they'll run single file. Joe mentioning Jerry Nadeau coming up from the back of the field. Steve Park as well. Park starting 19th. He's up to 12th position now and trying to catch Nadeau and Nemechek for the 11th and 10th spots. Not good at this point. Would be the Dale Earnhardt and Terry Labonte cars along with Ward Burton. Earnhardt back to 15th. Terry Labonte, the defending winner of the race in 16th position. And Ward Burton running back in 17th and does not appear to be going anywhere fast in this opening 30-lap segment. Tell you something, it might be helping Jerry Nadeau and uh, Steve Park a moment ago. Is Remember now, they've already run a race on the uh, track here tonight, so they have a little better feel for the surface of this racetrack than maybe the guys that are out there for the first time this evening doing a little racing, but they are having a great run. Still chasing Bill Elliott over in turn two. Mark Martin closing in on Bill Elliott even more. Now within about two car lengths, he's made up a lot of ground in the last five laps. Rocketing down, midway down the back straightaway now. They head to turn number three. They'll dive into the corner. Elliott has a one-car length advantage, and all of a sudden a big advantage has gone away as Mark Martin has mounted a charge and looks low. And Rusty Wallace and Dale Earnhardt Jr. in third and fourth, not all that far behind. Maybe five car lengths from the top two. Across the stripe, 11 laps complete. The leaders in one. Battle for the eighth position now. They stack up double wide coming into the corner. Jeff Burton is there. Jeff Gordon to his outside. Here comes the trio of Joe Nemechek, Steve Park, and Jerry Nadeau. They all work the inside lane. This going on in the back straightaway now as they head for turn three. That battle will now funnel back to single files. Jeff Gordon writes on the rear deck of Jeff Burton headed to turn number three. Joe Nemechek behind Gordon. Now Steve Park takes it up a notch. Brings it to the outside and now slips by Jeff Gordon. Ooh, man, that was close. They got three wide just coming into turn number four and the way the car kicks sideways up there, somebody could have bounced off the wall, but Steve Park makes it work as he heads to turn one. This is from the eighth position on back. Jeff Burton gained the spot. Steve Park up to the ninth spot now. Just behind them is Nemechek and Jerry Nadeau knocking on the door. He tried to move to the inside off turn two. Had to settle back in line single file instead. And that's the way they are now headed to turn number three. Steve Park, a man on the move, Brings it up to the outer groove once again. He'll try to slip by Jeff Burton. He'll draw even in turn four. Park's been running up to the top side of turn four very hard in the center of the corner. It's worked for him a couple of laps in a row now. He's up to the eighth position. Got a little ways to go, though, before he'll catch seventh. Closing back in now as they come back into the corner. Let's go to the front of the field. Mark Martin within a car length of Bill Elliott. Right up on his bumper off the corner. Let's see what he can do in turn three. Sliding off the backstretch. They hit turn number three. Mark Martin brings it down below the white stripe. Takes a peek up underneath the McDonald's machine of Elliott, but can't out of charge, they're single file. Don't believe Mark at this particular stage of the race really wants to get around that bad unless Elliott makes a slip in the corners. For the moment, he's just content to ride there. It is nose to tail among first and second, nose to tail among third and fourth. Back to two. Here's Dale Jr. now back in the fourth position. He closes in dramatically on Rusty Wallace. Wallace took a high line that time in turn number two. Earnhardt got a good look, but couldn't do anything with it. Identical lines down the back straightaway headed to turn number three. Rusty Wallace drives in pretty deep in the corner and keeps it up towards the middle of the group now towards the top of the banking. That opens up the inside lane, but Earnhardt can't mount a charge. Two car lengths between first and second, Bill Elliott and Mark Martin. Five car lengths to Rusty Wallace in third. He's got just one car length to Dale Earnhardt Jr. in fourth. That's the front four machines charging back into the corner, back in the fifth spot. 
Another 15 car lengths back is Bobby Labonte. In six now, Tony Stewart. Seventh behind him, another 10 car lengths back is Jeremy Mayfield. And right behind Mayfield, you'll find Steve Parr coming off of turn number two and a good side-by-side -side battle brewing between Joe Nemechek and Jeff Burton. Nemechek now slices to the bottom of the racetrack down in turn number three. That will force Burton to the high side and give Nemechek the position. It's been a real scramble among three cars there. Actually, it would be Jeff Burton, Joe Nemechek, and Jerry Nadeau, as Nadeau's been trying to get around both of those cars. He takes a look down to the inside. He's going to put a move on in turn one. Burton was stuck in the outside lane, couldn't come back down in time. Nadeau's going to cash in. He'll pick off the position. Jeff Burton just settles in line behind as they exit turn two. And he'll ride single file down the back straightaway. Those three cars separated by about a car length apiece, tightly tied together, headed back to turn number three. Now, Jeff Burton tries to look to the inside, and here comes Jerry Nadeau as well. Nadeau looks to the inside of Nemechek. They may have actually made contact in four. These drivers racing back for the ninth and tenth positions as they cross the start-finish line. Give Nadeau ninth for now. He'll clear Nemechek into one. And a change for the third position. Here's Earnhardt going after Rusty Wallace. He finally got the inside line. Earnhardt Jr. trying to pick off a spot. Rusty Wallace may have had a horsepower advantage down the back straightaway and beat Earnhardt Jr. to the punch, headed to the corner. He'll have the third spot. Jr. back in fourth. Bobby Labonte about ten car lengths back in fifth. That's the best scramble on the racetrack right now, though, is between Earnhardt Jr. and Rusty Wallace, although Earnhardt Jr. loses a couple of car lengths to him as they go back to one. Rusty has been taking a higher line in the corner. Earnhardt's been working down on the low side of the racetrack. This time, Rusty doesn't let the car come up off the bottom quite as much, but behind them, here's another battle between teammates. Tony Stewart goes after Bobby Labonte. And gives Stewart the position. He'll flash by on the low side, headed to turn number three. Labonte gets in the tire tracks of the Home Depot Pontiac, headed to the corner. Stewart keeps it glued to the bottom of the racetrack while Bobby Labonte keeps it up at the top of the banking. Up front, here goes Dale Earnhardt Jr. This time to the low side of Rusty Wallace off turn four. The race for third position to the corner. Side by side, back to turn number one. Rusty has the outside lane. He is good up there. Got a fender out in front of Dale Earnhardt Jr. But Earnhardt Jr. rallies back on the inside, pulls even momentarily, but now falls back in line. Jr. had the preferred line headed to turn number three. Has to back out of it just a little bit as Rusty Wallace slices to the bottom of the racetrack. He'll hold down that position. Now they'll both drift up towards the top of the backing and ride single file. Tell you what, it, Dale Jr. has put on some breathtaking moves in the early going. As they used to say, that boy's got more nerve than a sore tooth as they go back to turn one. He'll settle back in line in the fourth position. But once again, coming to turn number two, Rusty goes so wide, he gives the inside lane wide open for Earnhardt Jr. He's just not close enough to strike. He'll settle back in line in fourth yet again. Jr. still in the shadow of Rusty Wallace, headed back to turns three and four. Both of them now riding the middle groove through the corner. They'll drift slightly up towards the apex and at the top of the banking. Rusty opens the upside lane, but Junior can't get by. Bobby Labonte has just lost two positions. Jeremy Mayfield and Steve Park have gone by him. I'll tell you what, Park was a long ways behind Mayfield when he got up to the eighth position a little while ago, Joe, but he's run right down to his back bumper. Starting to chase him down, really closing in as they come back into turn number two. Let's see what he can do with him. They're both down on the bottom line of the racetrack. No opportunity to make the move, but just behind them, here comes Jerry Nadeau once again, picking off yet another position. Nadeau got a great charge off of turn number two, slipped to the inside of Bobby Labonte and flashed by in turn number three, and now starts to walk away from the interstate battery Pontiac by three car lengths. And again, they work out of the corner, back down to the start-finish line. Steve Park about to put a move on this time underneath Jeremy Mayfield, and it's good to see some of the young names all of a sudden up there being a factor in the Winston. 
in the form of Tony Stewart, who's having a great run, Steve Park, and Jerry Nadeau, the leaders heading for three. And it's Bill Elliott with two car lengths of an advantage over Mark Martin. Martin just patiently waiting for his opportunity. He'll ride the tire tracks of Bill Elliott once again off turn four. So Steve Park around Jeremy Mayfield to pick up the sixth position. Now he's got a little bit of ground to make up to catch Tony Stewart for fifth. The closest race continues to be for third. Rusty Wallace managing to hold off Dale Earnhardt Jr. Dale Earnhardt Jr. comes into the corner, takes it all the way to the bottom of the racetrack, gets a real good run this time. Better than he has in a while. This one might pay off. Junior's got a fender out in front. Rusty, though, is still tough in the outside lane. Once again, Rusty Wallace stout down that long back straightaway headed to turn number three. He'll get the advantage and flash on by Junior. Junior has no choice but to get back in line and now looks to the inside off turn four. Dale Junior strong in the middle of the corner. Gets a good run on Rusty Wallace this time. Got him here at the start finish line by maybe a foot, but can he keep him there? Rusty to the outside, Dale Jr. to the inside. Battle where they were last time, side by side, and boy, what strength from Rusty Wallace the last time. He just swung around to the outside, bypassed Jr., but this time, Jr.'s going to pick off the position, move him up to third. And he'll keep Rusty Wallace Well, trouble in turn number two. One car goes up against the wall, and it's Michael Waltrip. A single car incident. The car just broke loose, slammed hard into the outside retaining wall. Terry Labonte, Ward Burton make their move by. Here comes Darrell Waltrip and Kenny Irvin, but a good bit of damage to Michael Waltrip's car. Michael Waltrip has hit the wall. That will bring out the caution for the second time. It comes out at lap 25 as he had problems over in turn two back to Joe Moore. It was a single car incident, Barney. He was riding along by himself. The car just kind of came up off the bottom of the racetrack, looped around, slammed into the outside retaining wall. He crossed the lane of traffic and wound up on the grass here at the exit of turn two. Michael was running 15th at the time of his spin. He is uh, moving around inside the car and preparing to extricate himself from the machine but Michael Waltrip into the outside wall in turn number two. Second caution flag in tonight's running of the Winston. Back at Lowe's Motor Speedway, Charlotte, the running of the Winston under caution for the second time after Michael Waltrip crashed in turn number two. Got a few pit stops under this yellow flag now. Only one car on the first lap of yellow, but another four on the second lap. Jim Phillips? Well, Dale Earnhardt wants to come in and see uh, what would help his car. He's uh, been loose this first segment. So is Jeff Gordon. Dale uh, uh, Jarrett also came in for tires. Dale Earnhardt took two tires. He wants to experiment in these last few laps of this segment and see if two tires will tighten his car up. So those cars diving out of pit road and just about all those machines were dropping back in the field, not really handling that well to begin with and nothing to lose. They're not going to go a lap down, so probably a good move. Let's get an update on more of those pit stops. Winston Kelly. Well, Bobby Labonte was one of those who was loose. We heard some cars, some drivers talk earlier about how the car will tend to tighten up here in Charlotte. It's not doing that this weekend. So Bobby Labonte with a track bar adjustment, four tires and fuel. The first lap of caution, Ward Burton came down, brought his Pontiac, four tires and gasoline. Also a chassis adjustment there. Tell you the cars that have not missed a beat since they put them under green, certainly Bill Elliott. He's been strong and getting stronger as this uh, segment, 30 lap segment goes on. We're about to put 25 on the scoreboard. Mark Martin's car been able to stay right there with him. Dale Jr. has looked very strong along with Rusty Wallace and Tony Stewart. And, and the two cars who started at the back of the field, Steve Park and Jerry Nadeau, man, they are coming up through there in a yeah, hurry. They are running in sixth and seventh positions now. I, I, I believe Steve Park has the best car on the racetrack right now. And maybe like you said earlier, because of the experience of having run the 30-lapper earlier in the night, he had a better idea of what to expect, and they had the chance to make some adjustments on the car before getting into the Winston here. But Park has the best car on the speedway right now, in my opinion. Started 19th. He's up to sixth and 24 laps. And that most of it has been done on the outside of turns 
three and four. He's just been running in there and making some breathtaking moves to take positions away. I'll tell you, when you pass on the outside here at Charlotte coming off the corner, especially when you're running through turn four up there, that car has a tendency to just take off toward the wall. I don't care how good you've got it set up. I've been coming here for a long time, but the car just barely misses that wall. But when you're racing somebody for a position and you go around on the outside or give it a shot up there and pull it off, you've done a day's work or a night's work, as the case may be. So both Park and they do doing a terrific job at this point, up to sixth and seventh spots. And don't forget, they'll double them up for this restart here for the final six laps of this uh, segment one. So Bill Elliott and Mark Martin will be in row one for the restart. It'll be Dale Earnhardt Jr. and Rusty Wallace in row two. Tony Stewart and Steve Park in row three. Jerry Nadeau and Jeremy Mayfield in row four. Joe Nemechek and Jeff Burton in row five. Drivers who pitted under this caution flag will fall in toward the tail end of the field. They would include Bobby Labonte, Ward Burton, Jeff Gordon, Dale Jarrett, and Dale Earnhardt. And let's check downstairs. And we've caught up with Michael Waltrip, who's come from the infield care center. What happened, Michael? Uh... I just was really, really loose, and I I thought I got a better line and had gotten the thing tightened up, and I just needed to get by Earnhardt and them to get in the top 12 so I could be a part of the lottery. And I just overdid it, I guess. I don't know. It just happened so weird because I moved up and it tightened up, and then all of a sudden it got away. So I didn't get it too high. I was in the groove where I wanted to be. But the lights went out on the little Phillips Chevy. Well, Michael Waltrip, okay, but done for the night. Barney, um... Just kind of making an observation while we're here on this last lap of caution. A couple of more pit stops here. Maybe some people positioning themselves for the possible inversion of the field with some of these pit stops. We have seen that happen on occasion. Uh, if they do invert uh, a certain number of spots in the field, you have nothing to lose. It's going to help you, if anything. And a couple of times we have been here at the Winston when they did that, and it was a given that they were going to invert so many cars. It was amusing to watch certain cars that were running good the first eight or ten laps to start working their way back through yeah. the middle of the pack or somewhere in that range. Terry Labonte and Darrell Waltrip making pit stops on this last lap of caution, so they'll fall in line at the tail end of the field. We'll have six laps to go to the end of the first 30-lap segment. Then we'll find out if everyone or no one will be inverted from the finish of the first 30 laps to the start of the second 30-lap segment. I almost bet you it's everyone, but we'll have to wait and see. Pace car about to dive onto pit road, and they will go back to green flag racing as they come down to the line. Bill Elliott, Mark Martin lined up on the front row. Green flags in the air. Elliott tries to get away like he has all night long. Mark Martin's going to race him this time. Mark's on the outside. They stay door to door heading for one. A couple of Fords going at it side by side as they charge off into turn number one. Steve Park had a little problem on the restart. Tony Stewart got by him. Meanwhile, back in the front, here's Martin going to the high side. He's going to take the lead on the back straightaway. Elliott rallying down on the bottom side, though, gets a good run back to turn number three and puts a fender up underneath Mark Martin. Has the lead by just a bumper's width behind them. Double wide racing between Rusty Wallace and Dale Jr. And Tony Stewart and Steve Park stacked up double wide behind them. Start finish line. Elliott pulls back in front of Mark Martin. Mark ducks to the inside of Bill, then falls back in line behind him. Single file coming back into the turn. That's the top two positions. Now for third, it's Dale Earnhardt Jr. Going to the high side of the banking. Further back, Dale Sr. gets squeezed. Three wide. He loses four positions exiting turn two. Back at the front, it's Bill Elliott by a car length. Feeling the heat is Mark Martin from Rusty Wallace. He's within inches of his rear deck. Dale Jr. moves to the outside of Rusty for third. Man, this is what the fans came to see. Door-to-door -door racing. Two wide, three wide, trying to pull away. Break away again. Dale Jr. goes after Rusty Wallace for third. They almost got together as they came down the line, heading for one. In the last segment, it was Rusty taking the high lane. Earnhardt Jr. took the low lane. This time, reverse. Earnhardt Jr. gains the third position, going around on the outside off turn two. Battle now on for fifth position. Tony Stewart to the inside of Steve Park. Now Park moves his way to the outside and will pick up the spot. Joe Nemechek 
there along with Jeff Burton as well and Tony Stewart down low off turn four. Here they come down to the stripe. There'll be three laps to go before the 30 lap segment ends across the start finish line. The top two about a car length apart heading back to one. Bill Elliott charges into the corner. Mark Martin just behind him tightens up as they come into turn number two. Martin looks to the inside. No chance to make a move. Dale Earnhardt Jr. is third. Rusty Wallace fourth. Fifth is Steve Park. They're side by side for sixth. And that's where Jeff Gordon moves to the inside of Jerry Nadu. Nadu at the top of the banking. Gordon down low, but give the advantage to Nadu in the middle of turns three and four. We're about uh, three laps away from the 30-lap segment ending as they come back down to the line, and the scramble is really on back in the field this time. Tony Stewart, Ward Burton going at it. Bobby Labonte's in the mix of that tangle as they all go back to one. Settling down, coming back into the corner. Tony Stewart takes a high lane now, but Ward Burton comes back on him. Down to the inside, closer to the front. It's Rusty Wallace and Steve Park. They're side by side. This the battle for fourth. Throw Jeff Gordon in the mix as well. He'll latch onto the rear deck of Steve Park in the high group as they flash by Rusty Wallace in turn four. Park to fourth now. Gordon to fifth off the corner down to the start finish line one more lap to go to the end of the 30 lap segment here's Gordon remember he stopped on the caution and took tires on he's working on park for fourth driving to the inside of the racetrack Steve Park gives him plenty of racing room here comes Gordon on the charge down low he'll pick off the spot exiting the corner Steve Park falls back in line sees another threat from Rusty Wallace Rusty Wallace now looking to the inside of Steve Park headed to turn number three he'll dive down low and once again Park takes it to the high side. He'll try to pick up another spot, trying to move around Jeff Gordon. And as they move back down to the line, it is still going to be Bill Elliott leading at the line. Mark Martin crosses the line second, followed by Dale Earnhardt Jr. as they head back off into turn number one. Bill Elliott has the top position now, coming back into the corner with Mark Martin settling in line just behind him. Then Dale Earnhardt Jr., he rides along in third. Those cars nose to tail headed to turn three. Single file all the way back through your top ten, but now the battle on for the lead. Mark Martin looks to the inside of Bill Elliott in turn number three. Both those cars bring it all the way down to the white stripe off the corner. Getting ready to, to uh, come off the corner. They have completed the first 30-lap segment, and Bill Elliott led them across the line just a moment ago, followed by Mark Martin, Dale Earnhardt Jr., also Jeff Gordon, who had worked his way up there, along with Steve Park and a couple of other cars. And now they will be coming onto pit road, and we'll find out here very shortly what they will do as far as inverting the field. But Joe Moore, over in your position, and both ends of the speedway for that matter, the last... 20 laps in that thing, some of the best racing we've seen here in a long time. Oh, everybody's been on their feet here on the back straightaway in the grandstand watching all the action because you never knew what was going to take place. We talked about how easily identifiable it was the first part of the race, uh, the earlier preliminary events. You knew what groove they were going to use. This time it was anything, top side, low side, middle of the racetrack. Just about everybody tried everything. And again, probably what all that is is research and development, getting ready for the next 30-lap segment and the final 10-lap segment. So the first 30-lap segment of the Winston is over, and Bill Elliott uh, basically led wire to wire after starting on the pole for this one. And now let's take a break and take a look into the future of NASCAR racing as we explore the stories and innovations of NASCAR 2000. As the NASCAR Winston Cup Series grows in popularity, the sheer number of fans has exploded to nearly overwhelming proportions. For defending Winston Cup champion Dale Jarrett, maintaining his personal interaction with the NASCAR fan contingent, although challenging, continues to be a top priority. That's what we have to do. I mean, that's what it's about, is making sure that we all do our part uh, with the fans. I mean, you know, uh, we all try to do 
as much as we can, you know, away from the racetrack. I mean, it, it's tough here in the garage area and at the racetrack to, to do a whole lot because, you know, we're here to do a job. But uh, you, you still have to find that time uh, to, to do what you can uh, to uh, help them enjoy being here and then thanking them for supporting uh, the sport. You know, we're gaining uh, new fans uh, as we go to these uh, new places. You know, it's giving them their maybe their first opportunity to uh, see these races live. And how important will fan interaction be to the future of the sport. I think most of the uh, guys that have been around a while understand uh, the need to uh, be fan friendly. You know, that's, you know, the young guys coming along. I think that they have to understand that, you know, that's part of the responsibility of being a, a Winston Cup race driver is, is continuing that and uh, making sure that uh, uh, these fans in, enjoy the races when they're here and, and uh, that they get uh, what they pay for. Although demands on a driver's time continue to increase, time dedicated to interaction with NASCAR fans continues to be a staple of our sport as we enter the era of NASCAR 2000. Bill Elliott has won the first 30-lap segment of the Winston. Mark Martin was second, Dale Earnhardt Jr. third, Jeff Gordon fourth, and Steve Park fifth. Jerry Nadeau was sixth, Rusty Wallace seventh, Ward Burton eighth, Bobby Labonte ninth, and Tony Stewart rounded out the top ten. We'll give you the rest of the finishing order and whether or not all or none are inverted in uh, just a moment. First, let's go to pit lane, brought to you by the McDonald's drive-thru and check up on some of what's going on down there. Jim Phillips. Well, all these crews, uh, the crew chiefs are uh, talking to their drivers right now. Robbie Loom is talking to Jeff Gordon. They're talking over strategy. Uh, Dale Earnhardt's crew, he wants to put uh, a couple of spring rubbers in. He said the car is uh, bottoming out, and uh, that uh, could be one reason that the car is a little bit uh, more loose than uh, he would want. And now they're changing left side tires. Jeff Gordon, the tires uh, look like he picked you up a lot. Yeah, uh, that kind of saved us right there. Uh, you know, uh, these guys made a great call in the pits to come in and get those tires, but I was just extremely loose. I'm, I'm real good. I tell you, we get that last 10-lap segment, you better watch out if we're up there with them. But, uh, you know, on that long run, I was real, real loose, and uh, so we're tightening it up quite a bit to be better in this 30-lap segment. That's Jeff Gordon as they uh, make some adjustments on uh, his Chevrolet. Over to Winston Kelly. Well, standing beside the McDonald's Ford, Bill Elliott talking to his crew members, Mike Ford with his head in the window. The car's been just a little bit tight, so they're going to make a little bit of a chassis adjustment there. Jimmy Finney with his head inside talking to Mark Martin, his driver, about how their car's running and whether they're going to make any changes. Elliott able to withstand the battle from Mark Martin on that last segment. So a uh, little bit of changes going on on both the Mark Martin and Bill Elliott car. And over to Marty Snyder. And let's first talk about Joe Nemechek, who started this race in uh, 14th. He got to a high of 8th and is now back in 12th. His car is tighter than he would like. But how about the runs of Steve Park and Jerry Nadeau? They've both been very impressive. Jerry Nadeau started 20th. The car is excellent, a little freer than he would like. They're going to make an air pressure adjustment, and that appears to be it for Jerry. He got up to 6th position, and we're going to try to get a word with Steve Park, who started in 19th, and as we all thought, clearly had the best car out there. He was running 5th, and uh, Steve, whale of a run. Uh, you got a great car. Can you win this thing? Well, I'll tell you what. Uh, we're certainly trying like heck. This Pennzoil Chevrolet Monte Carlo is running pretty good. We're we're pretty excited. We we got into the back of Rusty on a restart. It looked like he missed the gear, and we knocked the air dam in a little bit, and the car started pushing. So they're they're working on it uh, right now to get it fixed up. But um, we we just got to see what his invert does. You know, we we come from the back and got up to fifth or sixth, wherever we're at. So if we can get a good invert and uh, start closer to the front. Maybe we can get this Pennzoil Chevrolet to victory lane. Well, the car looked great. Did it uh, feel great? Yeah, it felt pretty good. We just we started getting tight right there towards the end, and uh, 
we don't know if it was because of the air dam or what. So we're we're going to make a slight adjustment and uh, and race these next 30 laps. A little tighter into the corners than Steve Park would like, but certainly impressive from 19th to 5th. The uh, little adjustment was one round of wedge to loosen up just a little bit, and they are fixing the air dam, and the damage is uh, extremely slight, as we would say, on Steve Park's car. This is a 10-minute break that the teams have to work on their cars on the pit lane now, and they are little bit past four minutes into it got about five minutes and 45 seconds left in the break and they still have yet to conduct the drawing to determine whether all or none of the finish of the first 30 lap segment will be inverted for the start of the second 30 lap segment let's go back to pit road with more of the uh, drivers competing in tonight's event jim phillips let's see if we can uh, just step in get one uh, quick word uh, from rusty wallace he's talking to uh, jeff thousand works on the chassis robin pemberton Rusty, the first part looked really good. Second part didn't look that good. What was what was wrong with the car? Not a car, just got real tight on me at the end there. Uh, the first part of the race, it was good. I was pretty happy with it. Then it just got tighter and tighter. It was tight from the start, and we're loosening it up now and see what happens. So they are uh, planning on loosening his car up. Uh, most of these Chevrolet drivers, they've been loose, and they want to tighten up. Let's go down to Winston Kelly. Well, I tell you what, Barney, more so than we've seen uh, during other brakes and the Winston the crew chief still talking with the drivers a lot of them uh, Mike Ford still talking to Bill Elliott uh, Jimmy Finning still talking to Mark Martin and uh, we just stepped back Jimmy Maycar still with his head inside talking to Bobby Labonte about how their car is so we're going to try to ease down here and see if we can get a quick thought from Tony Stewart Tony how's your car been terrible <laughs> but uh, you know I got some of the best guys on the circuit here working on it right now so uh, I'd say we probably got more to gain than anybody else does because I know we got a, a lot better race car than what we showed that first segment. We just were way, way, way too tight. And I think last night kind of threw us for a curve in happy hour or happy half hour. It, the track didn't seem to change much, but tonight for some reason it's really tightened up when it got dark. So uh, we got our work cut out for us now. Tony Stewart told us before the race again that it didn't change that much and uh, changed a whole lot more tonight. His car a good bit tight as he was back uh, running. He finished this segment in the 11th position or the 10th position, so Tony Stewart with some work to do. Let's pause 10 seconds for station identification on MRN Radio, the voice of NASCAR 2000. Check back in with Marty Snyder. Well, Jerry Nadeau picked up 14 spots in that segment from 20th to 6th. How was the car on that run, Jerry? Uh, the car's pretty good. Uh, you know, we started in the back, and it just seems like it got better and better as the race got along. It got a little bit tight there towards the end of the race, but uh, these guys did a heck of a job. I mean... We put a lot of laps on this car today and yesterday, so uh, just looking to put another 40 more laps and we'll be all right. Well, this car started off loose. It got tighter as that run went along. That actually encourages him because that's the first time all week long that this car has been tight. Jerry Nadeau, definitely going to be a threat to win this thing. He will roll off, well, depend on the, depending on the uh, inversion. He finished sixth in that last race. He's not going to move very far because the top 12 will be inverted for the start of the second segment. So that's going to put Joe Nemechek up into the race lead with Jeremy Mayfield restarting second, Tony Stewart third, Bobby Labonte fourth, and Ward Burton fifth. Rusty Wallace will be sixth, Jerry Nadeau seventh, Steve Park eighth, Jeff Gordon ninth, Dale Earnhardt Jr. tenth, Mark Martin eleventh, and one Bill Elliott will go from the lead back to 12th position for the start of the second 30-lap segment of the Winston. Back at Lowe's Motor Speedway, Charlotte, the 10-minute break between the first and second 30-lap segments of the Winston is over, and the field beginning to form up for the restart and roll back out onto the racetrack. 12 will be inverted from the finish of the first segment to the start of the second segment. That's going to put Bill Elliott, the man who's led every lap of the race so far, back in 12th position for the restart. 
Well, the way his car has performed in the first segment of this thing, I say he can get back up there. But I tell you, this is going to be a close, close Winston. Yeah. Uh, there's no question about that. There's just too many cars that have been good and been able to come from the back of the field toward the front and guys that have been able to stay up there like Mark Martin and Elliott. And uh, what do we say? There's 20 guys that can win this thing. Well, they're started. There could have been possibly 20 guys. Now there's a good 10 or 15 out there. Still got a great shot to win it. I think so. Uh, just joining us uh, earlier tonight, it was Steve Park winning the 30-lap Winston Open to get into the main event. Then everybody else lined up, though, all of the non-qualifiers for another 16-lap Noble Sprint. The headlines in that one made when Mike Skinner and Elliott Sadler were racing side-by-side -side for the lead and the win after a restart with six laps to go. Made contact in turn three. Sadler wound up crashing. Skinner wound up with a cut right rear tire. Neither one getting, obviously, the transfer spot. It was Jerry Nadeau who went to victory lane in the noble sprint. In the main event, crash in the third corner of the first lap. John Andretti getting forced up into the outside wall after Kenny Irwin and Dale Earnhardt bumped together in front of him, and Andretti got off the gas and got hit from behind. Then at lap 25, Michael Waltrip was running 15th. The car got away from him in turn number two, and he crashed into the outside wall. Bill Elliott led all 30 laps of the opening segment, though Mark Martin, who started alongside Elliott on the front row, was never more than a couple of car lengths in behind him. Now the field has been inverted, the top 12 anyway, for the restart of the second 30-lap segment, and that's where we stand here, getting ready to go with the middle portion of tonight's All-Star Race, the Winston. Our mid-race update brought to you by Chase Authentics. Each week, the top drivers in the NASCAR, Craftsman, Truck, Bush, and Winston Cup Series compete on the track to provide the best entertainment in motorsports. Off the track, the competition ends. NASCAR's leading drivers agree to supply their fans with the best apparel in racing. Chase Authentics, the authentic trackside apparel of NASCAR. Bill Elliott's having a pretty good weekend. He collected $50,000 for leading the first 30-lap segment, and they got, what, 50000 last night for uh, winning the pole? Yep, not bad so far, and he hadn't even really gotten into the heart yeah. of the, the $500,000 to win part of the evening. So he could have quite a weekend here for Bill Elliott. Bill Elliott will uh, start back in 12th position, as we told you a moment ago. Mark Martin will start restart 11th. Earnhardt Jr. is 10th. Boy, he has been impressive here tonight. Yep. Good Lord, he has looked awfully good. Terrific car underneath the young man. Dale Earnhardt Jr. to restart in the 10th position, as Barney said. Jeff Gordon will be 9th. 8th will be Steve Park. 7th, Jerry Nadeau. Rusty Wallace will be 6th. Ward Burton 5th. Bobby Labonte 4th. Tony Stewart 3rd. And on the front row for the restart, outside Jeremy Mayfield and Joe Nemechek will start on pole for this second 30-lap segment. We gave you the top 12. Those who did not get inverted, uh, finishing back behind the top 12 positions in the opening 30-lap segment, you've got Dale Earnhardt lining up 13th, Dale Jarrett 14th, Terry Labonte 15th, Jeff Burton 16th, Darrell Waltrip 17th, and Kenny Irwin one lap down in 18th position. Final car on the racetrack. Michael Waltrip and John Andretti retired for the night after accidents in the first segment. It's a tough break for Michael Waltrip. He uh, he has won the Winston, having won the Winston Open and then transferring over in, uh, I believe it was 1996, to go and claim the big money here and had high hopes for a good finish here tonight, maybe even to win this thing. And single car accident got Michael going over into turn number two. The car just kicked sideways, and the next thing you knew, it was up in the wall. On the one-to-go signal now, and it will be uh, Joe Nemechek and Jeremy Mayfield when we come back off turn four double file for the restart lead let's uh, let's check down on pit road well let's talk to mike ford the crew chief on bill elliott's car they've had him covered tonight mike you lost 12 positions just by coming into the pits but not by anything the pit crew did i mean how about any changes to the car well the car was pretty good you can see that it stayed out front the whole time uh hate to change a good thing didn't make air pressure adjustment 
see what happens. It'll all be pit strategy with 10 to go here and see how it pans out. That's Mike Ford, the crew chief on Bill Ellis' car. The car's been just a tick tight, a slight air pressure adjustment. See if he can move it back up to the front. Tell you what, just looking around this uh, racetrack, when they first started this thing, or the activity started about 6 o'clock with an ARCA event here, looked like it was going to be about two-thirds full. You look around now, Alan, it looks like it's about, uh, well, almost sold out, really. Uh, there are some seats available, but still a huge, huge record crowd certainly on hand tonight for the Winston. And they're all standing up now as the pace cars off, and we're set to start the second 30-lap segment of the All-Star Race. Here they come down to the line, taking the green flag, heading off into turn number one. Jeremy Mayfield and Joe Nemechek on the front row. Ne front row. Neither one get away from each other as they go to one. They're door to door. Side by side coming into turn number one. Now Mayfield the outside lane begins to advance. Gets a nose out in front of Joe Nemechek. But Nemechek will pull even again. Just behind him. Tony Stewart waiting to see which lane will open up. And Stewart slipped to the inside and will find the tired tracks of Nemechek down low. Rallying up high, though, is Mayfield. He puts a fender out in front for the lead off four. Bobby Labonte slipped back from outside of Stewart off of turn number two. It's going to cost him a couple of spots. Now Stewart slips off turn four. Ward Burton to his inside for third while they're still double wide for the lead. Mayfield to the outside. Nemechek to the inside. Mayfield drives it in deeper. Gets a fender out in front just momentarily. Now advantage to Nemechek off turn number two. Momentarily, he gets a nose out in front but the horsepower advantage goes to Mayfield he puts a nose out in front headed to turn number three but they're dead even midway through three and four for the lead now, I don't think this field's going to separate at all in this 30 lap segment because how they finish it is how they're going to start that final 10 lap deal so nobody's going to give up any ground at all Mayfield and Joe Nemechek still at it door to door for the lead in turn two same way they've been the last two laps side by side up up off the corner here's Nemechek trying to get a good run best one he's had so far but still can't get rid of Mayfield he pulls even again and Mayfield gets the run down the back straight away deep into turn number three and now gets an advantage by almost a full car length over Nemechek he's on the outside roll off of turn four Nemechek trying to pinch his car back down underneath Mayfield off turn four he'll succeed and Nemechek pokes the nose out in front of the start finish line as they head back for one side by side for the lead it continues back into the turn number one again Joe Nemechek down low just behind him Ward Burton thinks about making it three wide he settles back in line and here comes Dale Earnhardt Jr. charging down to the inside. And Jr. looks to the inside of Jerry Nadeau headed back to turn number three. This the battle for fourth position. Still the battle for the lead rages on. It's a dead heat off turn four. Biggest thing in this segment. Here they come three wide out of the corner as they work their way back down to the line. A shuffle there for Ward Burton. He had thoughts of stacking them three deep and going for the lead as they came down through the dog leg. Then he gets loose coming through the dog leg. He's going to lose about four spots, Joe. Jeremy Mayfield picks off the lead, however. Nemechek now in the second position to his outside. Here's another car trying to take advantage just to race for second. And Jerry Nadeau with a lot of horsepower spills off of the back straightaway, heads to turn three, flashes by Nemechek, and now goes to work on Mayfield. So Nadeau, after starting this race in 20th position, finds himself in the number two spot now as they cross the stripe. Five complete, 25 to go in this second segment. And here comes Dale Earnhardt Jr. in fourth closing fast. Just behind him, stacked up double wide for the fifth position. Tony Stewart and Ward Burton, they're going at it. Rusty Wallace in that battle. Closer to the front. Here's Nemechek now going after Nadeau for second. He dives to the bottom of the racetrack. Gouges his way up underneath 
for the second spot. Now battles with, with Nadu through turn three and four. They're door to door off the corner. Joe Nemetek's got a very strong race car, but so does Jerry Nadu. And as they scramble across the start finish line, finish line Nadu is going to hold him off and hang on to second place. Single file among the front four, back to turn two. Meanwhile, Jeremy Mayfield starts to finally get a little breathing room. He pulls out now by maybe three car lengths over this ongoing battle for the second and third position. They're single file headed to three. Momentarily, Joe Nemechek peeks to the bottom of the racetrack, trying to find a way up underneath Jerry Nadu. Nadu, though, gathers up some steam in turn three and closes the gap on the leader by two car lengths. Off the corner they come, single file, back through the first six or so, double wide for seventh. Jeff Gordon up to the outside of Rusty Wallace, going to try and get that spot away from him. They'll march into turn number one, side by side. Rusty Wallace nailed down in the bottom lane, trying to hold his ground and does. Matter of fact, Gordon has to come out of the throttle momentarily. He loses that spot and now is in danger of losing yet another one. This the battle for eighth. Steve Park now slides to the inside of Jeff Gordon. They're wheel to wheel midway through turn number three, but give the advantage momentarily to Jeff Gordon. Steve Park trying to get back up to the front of the field to try to make something happen. He won't be able to do it. Meanwhile, here's a real scramble for second place, door to door going to turn one. Joe Nemechek and Jerry Nadu side by side coming into the corner as Dale Earnhardt Jr. peels off the banking and goes to pit road. Further back, Jeff Gordon breaks loose, makes contact with Rusty Wallace. Gordon tries to gather it back in. He's collected by Steve Park, Dale Earnhardt, Bill Elliott gets through, Jeff Burton gets some damage, Bobby Labonte is involved, and Terry Labonte slams on the brakes and misses them all. And caution is on the speedway again for an altercation over in turn number two involving at least four cars and maybe more. Back to Joe Moore. Well, it all started with Rusty Wallace and Jeff Gordon. They were racing side by side. Barney coming into the corner, kind of leaned on one another just a little bit, and Gordon got crossed up. He spun around, collected Steve Park, those two machines appear to have the most damage. Everybody was able to drive away. Looks like Dale Earnhardt's car, Senior's car, might have a little bit of a wrinkle on the nose of it as well. He stayed on the racetrack, but it looks like he has gotten some damage. For some reason, Dale Earnhardt Jr. came off the racetrack from third position on that, excuse me, from fourth position on that last lap, went to pit road. He went through the pits when the caution came out and has stayed on the lead lap, I'm pretty sure. Yes, he has. He stayed on the lead lap, but he has a problem that's brought him back to pit road. And then there was the accident over in turn number two that has put us under the caution flag in the Winston for the third time. Are your brakes making that irritating noise? Embarrassing, isn't it? Ray Bestas has the answer to your woes, folks. Introducing the revolutionary new Quiet Stop Brake Pads from Ray Bestas. They put an end to that irritating, embarrassing noise you get from ordinary replacement brakes. And they eliminate unsightly wheel dusting. See your favorite professional brake technician today and insist on Quiet Stop from Ray Bestas, the best in brakes. Alan Bestwick here for Outback Steakhouse with Winston Cup champions Dale Jarrett and Todd Parrott sitting here with a very difficult decision to make how to start a meal at Outback. And there's so many choices. <laughs> the Bloomin' Onion is everybody's favorite. Of course, I'm partial to the, this grilled shrimp on the barbie, so it's not hard to pick out uh, and get something that you really like. The green flag on a Todd Parrott Outback meal is... Aussie cheese fries. Ooh. Oh, oh, man. Wow. Yeah. Outback Steakhouse, NASCAR's Bloomin' favorite. No rules, just right. Sunday, June 4th, NASCAR Winston Cup Series racing from Dover Downs International Speedway. Live coverage of the NBNA Platinum 400 begins at 12 noon Eastern on MRN Radio. Pit stops out of the caution flag, Jim Phillips. Now we've had uh, Dale Earnhardt Jr. in a couple of times, and believe it or not, even with a 10-minute pit stop, the left rear tire on his car was loose. He had to come in and change it. Now they're changing the right side tires. 
Dale Earnhardt's in. They're working on the right side of the air dam on his car. Dale Jarrett has been in, and Jeff Gordon has been in, and they're feverishly working on the left side of his car after the contact with Rusty Wallace. Weston Kelly. Bill Elliott not able to make much progress after he was relegated back to the 12th starting position. The car's still handling pretty good. He came on, put on four fresh good years, return to the track. Bobby Labonte, a track bar adjustment. He's still fighting a loose condition. Terry Labonte was tight, pitted under the first caution flag, made some adjustments that got better, but he told us during the break he had to make that much more improvement, so his car's still tight. Four tires on Terry Labonte's car. Quick report from Marty Snyder. Steve Park came in. The damage actually not that bad to his Chevrolet. It could have been a lot worse. It's mainly cosmetic, but it will hurt him aerodynamically. Perhaps the biggest surprise, Jerry Nadeau has just come down pit road running third. He will take on four tires. It appears there's no adjustments, though, and Jerry Nadeau gives up the third spot to come down pit road, take on four new tires. From the Lowe's Motor Speedway, this is MRN Radio. Back at Lowe's Motor Speedway under caution for the fourth time in the Winston Mark Martin getting hit from behind by Tony Stewart up in turn, well, actually on the back straightaway, basically, and getting turned into the outside wall, entering turn number three. It looked like when they came off of turn number two, Mark had the run to the inside of the car he was trying to pass. Tony had the run on the both of them, tried to go to the inside of Mark. Mark moved over to block, and then when Tony cut back in behind Mark, that's when he hit him and uh, got Mark, basically Mark's back wheels up in the air, and Mark spun around and slammed the outside wall there and then collected Ward Burton on the rebound from that crash. Well, that, and that happened, as you said, in the straightaway, just going down into turn number three, and you don't see too many accidents like that. Uh, but in the Winston, where the big money is at stake, you're liable to see anything, and we're waiting to... Uh, kind of resort the field out here after all that round of pit stops just yeah. a moment ago. Ward Burton was involved in the wreck over in turn number three, drove his car to pit road to the attention of his crew, and then left pit road just after all the other leaders had come in and stopped, but with caution flag laps not counting and so on. Ward is lined up at the front of the field now. We're going to have to check and see if he's actually going to be the race leader. I don't think so, but I'm not sure because yeah. caution flag laps don't count. While we wait to figure that out, let's check downstairs. Well, Mark Martin has come from the infield care center. Mark, what happened? I'm not sure. Um, you know, uh, it kind of happened behind my vision. <laughs> I'm not sure, but... Uh, Anyway, uh, we were sort of in the way out there, so uh, I guess that's how it goes. If we'd have been faster, you know, I, I don't think that uh, anybody would have got to our back bumper. Well, Mark Martin is okay, and in the first segment, certainly looked like I had a car that could win, but uh, his night is done a little early. So good to hear that Mark Martin is okay because it was a uh, pretty hard hit over there in turn three, and just as I was speculating a second ago, a word is being passed to Ward Burton's team now that he will have to drop to the back of the line for pitting too soon. Uh, pit road not open at that point. Uh, he came straight in from the accident into pit lane. Then while he was getting the end of his service, the rest of the field having been picked up by the pace car came off of turn four, passed him on the pit lane. He left, went out onto the racetrack first, but if, if we'd been counting caution flag laps, he'd have been caught a lap down at that point. Uh, essentially, he'll just have to drop to the tail end of the line here. So that's going to move Bill Elliott back up into the lead. Joe Nemechek will settle in right behind him. Then Dale Jarrett would restart third. Dale Earnhardt Jr. would restart fourth. And I believe Rusty Wallace will make up the top five here as we're six laps away from the end of this second 30-lap <laughs> segment. We have seen everything tonight so far, and we've still got the wild part of the night yet to go. Yeah. The, the final 10-lap shootout for the half million dollars to win. We've had cars... Uh, break while leading. Jeremy Mayfield with the transmission on the restart there a little while ago. We've had the crash on the first lap of the race. We've had a crash on the straightaway tonight. We've had um, 
people making tire strategy calls already that have come into play. And, and again, we haven't even gotten to the critical pit stop in segment of this thing, which is the ones that happen between lap 60 and the final 10 lap shootout. And of course, those final miles of this one. And 10 laps to go in that final segment with a half a million dollars on the line. I think uh, what we've seen maybe earlier <laughs> will pale in comparison to what we might see the last 10 laps. Always uh, that possibility. I'll tell you what. Field going to get the signal in one more lap. We will go racing as they come to the start-finish line this time by. So Ward Burton has dropped to the end of the line. That'll put Bill Elliott into the lead and Joe Nemechek alongside him on the front row for the restart. It'll be Dale Jarrett and Dale Earnhardt Jr. in row two. Rusty Wallace and Dale Earnhardt in row three. Tony Stewart and Jerry Nadeau in row four. And then Jeff Burton and Steve Park in row number five. The... Um, Restart is going to come with six laps to go before the end of the second 30-lap segment. And then will come the big uh, heartache moment for the crew chiefs, having to make the call. Two tires or four for that last uh, run. Terry Labonte, last year's race, took four tires, restarted sixth in line, I believe, and sprinted through the field in the first five laps past the guys that only took two tires and pulled away for the victory. Uh, I I'd like to say I'm going to be surprised if anybody gets two on that final stop, especially since everybody just got tires just now with only six laps to run. But there's some <laughs> gamblers down there. It's, it's going to happen because people have got fairly fresh left side tires. There's going to be people try two tires, and it's really going to be wild when we get to those pit stops here in a couple of minutes. That's not that far away. The Winston about to end the second 30-lap segment, as we said, if you joined our broadcast a little bit late, Bill Elliott won the first 30-lap segment here, collected $50,000. Elliott's already hundred grand ahead, or the team is, having won $50,000, 25 for Elliott, the driver, having won the pole for tonight's Winston, and then $25,000 to the crew. So let's see what happens here in this six laps before the 30-lap segment ends. As they work their way out of turn number four, the pace car eases onto pit road. Bill Elliott, Joe Nemechek on the front road. Green flag goes in the air, and Elliott makes another one of those jackrabbit starts and gets out single file away from Nemechek. Joe may have his hands full with Dale Jarrett trying to take second place away in turn one. Jarrett's got the inside line covered. Nemechek not able to come down in time, and Jarrett's going to rocket by to pick off the second spot. Here's Dale Earnhardt Jr. taking the same lane down low. He'll grab third. And Jr. made it look so easy as he flashed by Nemechek. Now he'll set sail for Dale Jarrett. Jarrett now glued to the bottom of the racetrack while a battle for fourth ensues. That's where Nemechek and Rusty Wallace are together. Contact back in the pack. Dale Earnhardt and Tony Stewart get together. Both skitter up the racetrack and lose a number of positions, but we stay under the green flag. Back to one. It is Bill Elliott showing the way. Dale Jarrett is second. Dale Earnhardt Jr. third. Side by side for fourth. Rusty Wallace underneath Joe Nemechek. Rusty's going to pick off that spot at least momentarily. Nemechek rallying back on the outside. Headed back to Turner Number three, he'll put a fender out in front of Rusty Wallace at least momentarily. Meanwhile, up front, Dale Jarrett looks to the outside of Bill Elliott. Dale Jarrett had serious thoughts trying to go around on the outside and make that breathtaking move off turn number four, then says, nope, I don't believe I'll do that just yet. He chases him back to turn one. Just a car length behind. That is where Dale Jarrett sits here as they come back into the corner. And less than a car length behind.
behind him is Dale Earnhardt Jr. That's the front three. Meanwhile, the battle for fourth finally settles down. Joe Nemechek gets by Rusty. The front three tightly strung together, headed to turn number three. Here comes Jr. He'll move to the high side of the racetrack, tries to get around Dale Jarrett for second. Won't be able to get it done as they come off of turn number four, lap 57 in the books. Three more circuits around to the end of the second segment of the Winston. Elliott, Jarrett, they go to turn one. DJ pulls right up on the rear deck of Bill Elliott now, trying to take over the top position, but he's got to worry about Dale Earnhardt Jr. He's all over his rear deck. Dale Jr. just behind Dale Jarrett, single file, headed to three. Dale Jarrett definitely on the defense now, headed to turn number three. Dale Jr. rides up the backing about half a groove, tries to get a run around Jarrett, but can't get it done. They're single file. We thought Dale Jr.'s car might be askew a little bit after brushing the wall off turn number four, but right now it seems to be getting stronger instead of weaker as he is right there in third place, just a half a car length back of Dale Jarrett over in turn two. Don't you know Bill Elliott's got his hands full. He sees these two contenders now right up on his rear deck. Dale Jarrett, two car links back. Dale Earnhardt Jr. just behind him. Things beginning to settle down. Single file. Jr. about two car links off the rear deck of Dale Jarrett once again. Opens up the inside lane. Nemechek tries to squeeze down low. He's in the battle now, too. Here they come off of turn number four to the start-finish line. 59 laps go on the board. Another lap around. Then after the entire field crosses the stripe, the caution will come out. Here's Dale Earnhardt Jr. now in third, really closing in on Dale Jarrett. Peak to the high side. Now off turn number two. He'll look momentarily down to the low side. Not close enough to make the move. He'll settle back in line in third. Midway down the back straightaway. Dale Jr. eyes the bottom groove, headed to turn number three. Now slides to the top of the banking. Nemechek tries to get under him for third, but can't get it done. He'll get back in line as Elliott leads. As they come down the line to complete the second 30-lap segment, Bill Elliott brings them across, followed by Dale Jarrett, Dale Earnhardt Jr., Joe Nemechek, Rusty Wallace, Steve Park, sixth, seventh, goes to Jerry Nadeau. Jeff Burton will finish eighth in this segment. Tony Stewart, ninth, and Dale Earnhardt make up our top ten. And off of turn number two, down the backstretch, here's Dale Jarrett. He's going to go after the lead. The caution's not out yet. Now the caution flag comes out as Jarrett goes underneath Elliott in three and slides up underneath him, and following his pursuit is Dale Earnhardt Jr. He'll slide to the inside of Elliott as well. Yeah, but the way but the way this thing works tonight and where they put the caution flag out, Bill Elliott is the leader at the end of the 30-lap segment. So the caution is out. They stop the race at that point. The field is frozen. Bill Elliott is the leader, and Dale Jarrett was passing him for naught. What happens is, because of the way the scoring system works and the scoring computers and all that, NASCAR waits until the entire field has crossed the start-finish line before they put out the yellow flag and free the field so they were waiting for Ward Burton who had fallen a good bit behind the pack to get to the start finish line before they turned on the yellow lights and Dale Jarrett tried to take advantage of that but it is for naught as the field was frozen with Bill Elliott the race leader gave the fans a thrill for a minute we'll see what happens on pit road when we come back well, the big strategy call the crew chiefs had to make. A number of them have made the call to stay on the speedway. Bill Elliott, Dale Jarrett, Joe Nemechek, Steve Park, Jerry Nadeau, and Ward Burton stay out. Let's cover those who did stop. Jim Phillips. And Dale Earnhardt Jr. came in. He got two tires. Jeff Burton got two tires. Dale Earnhardt got four tires. Four for Jeff Gordon. And Rusty Wallace got two tires to Winston Kelly. Tony Stewart with two tires easily the first down and away. Bobby and Terry Labonte both with four tires to Marty Snyder. Darrell Altrup and Kenny Irwin, the only ones on this end of pit road to come in and pit. They decided both to take two tires. Jerry Nadeau, Joe Nemechek, and Steve Park all stayed out. Park, don't count them out yet. Remember, he still has a great race car, was running six when the caution fell on this last segment. Going to be interesting to see how all this comes out from the cars that stayed on the racetrack and the cars that dived onto pit road. From the Lowe's Motor Speedway, this is MRN Radio. Back at Lowe's Motor Speedway, Charlotte, the strategy calls have been made. 
the top, uh, well, six of the top cars anyway, staying on the racetrack, not even stopping. Under this caution flag, a number of others getting two tires, a few more getting fourth. Let's set what will be the restart order for you. Bill Elliott should be the leader. Dale Jarrett did not pit, so he will restart second. Then it would be Joe Nemechek third. Restarting fourth would be Steve Park, followed by uh, Jerry Nadeau and I believe Ward Burton. Then the cars that came off pit road that I picked up on uh, right behind uh, Ward Burton would be Jeff Burton. I think Earnhardt Jr. came out behind him, Rusty Wallace, and then Tony Stewart. We'll get the rest of the field here as they come down to the line. And they're going to get the signal in one more lap. We will go back racing. So Jeff Burton, the first one to get tires at all. He is going to restart seventh in line. First one to get four tires is going to be Dale Earnhardt. And let's see, he's going to be 8, 9, 10, 11, 12th in line. That's going to be interesting to see how it plays out. Remember last year, Terry Labonte restarted, I believe, sixth with four fresh tires, went by the guys that got two. We've stepped that one up a little farther this time with guys getting no tires. But remember, they were all on pit road under the caution just six laps ago at lap 54. So everybody should be in pretty good shape. Plus, we're a little bit deeper into the night here at Charlotte or at Charlotte at Lowe's Motor Speedway. And also the temperature has cooled down and guys said, you're just taking a calculated gamble, the guys that stayed out there against the guys that came on pit road. It may work. As I said a moment ago, there are some big gamblers down on pit road and there are every weekend for that matter. Got a pick, 10 laps to go, half a million I tell dollars. You, I like Elliott. His car has been good all night long. Of course, if he gets jumbled around a little bit, Dale Jarrett's uh, impressed me the last uh, segment there, particularly the last 10 or 15 laps in that race. He might have been sandbagging just a little bit. He's been very strong. And uh, between those two, heck, anybody can win this thing. But I like Elliott's chances. I really do. I like Steve Park. Even with the damaged race car, he's been strong and was closing on the front two before the uh, segment ended. So we'll see. Park at a restart on the outside of row number two. Well, here it is. What everybody's come to Charlotte to see tonight, the final 10-lap shootout for the Winston, a double-file restart, half a million dollars at the end of just 10 circuits around. Here we go. Green flag goes in the air, and Elliott gets a good restart, gets out single file, but from second place on back, they're going at it. Down to the inside, outside as they go to the corner. They are too deep. Dale Jarrett hung up on the outside. Jody Machek works the inside lane now, going after the second position. Steve Park wants some of this, too. He dives down low and follows the tire tracks of Nemechek. Nemechek not only battling for second, but also battling for the lead. He flashes to the inside of Dale Jarrett and then sets sail for Elliott, but now Jarrett breaks free and moves to the outside himself. The challenge for the lead off turn four. Double wide off turn four. Dale Jarrett pokes the nose out in front. Nemechek briefly looks to the inside of Elliott to make it three deep. Jarrett to the lead. Elliott protects second, double wide for third. Nemechek to the inside of Steve Park. He'll get by Park, grab the third position, and now go to work on Bill Elliott. Elliott slips a little bit. Joe Nemechek gets by. He gets tapped by Steve Park, Park and Nemechek side by side. And now Nadu follows in the tire tracks of Steve Park. They're in the middle groove in turn three. They'll flash by Joe Nemechek who settles into third. Well, there goes my pick in a hurry. Bill Elliott's getting shuffled back in the pack right now as Dale Jarrett breaks away by about 18 car lengths over Steve Park and Joe Nemechek. The scramble from second place on back. Oh, trouble in turn one. Steve Park gets spun around at the head of the field. Nemechek hit him in the rear coming into the corner. Now they collect two more cars. Tony uh, Stewart is involved. Also the machine just behind him. Jeff Gordon gets involved in the crash. Everyone else drives away. It started down in turn three when Steve Park got into the back of Joe Nemechek. 
Nemechek came back, got him going into the corner. Now three, four cars littered here in turns one and two. It will be Joe Nemechek, Steve Park, Tony Stewart, and Jeff Gordon, the cars involved down there that have come to rest on the apron of the racetrack. A couple of those machines have back to Joe Moore. Three cars are sitting down here now, Barney. One of those is Steve Park. He's got uh, significant damage on his machine. Tony Stewart got uh, hit up against the outside retaining wall. He was then T-boned by Jeff Gordon. Those are the three cars still sitting here in turns one and two. A hard, hard shot for Steve Park up in turn one. He really took the outside wall in a big way. Here's Nemechek driving his damaged car back around. We see Jeff Gordon moving around in his machine. Caution here in the final 10-lap segment of the Winston. Things breaking loose, racing for second spot behind Dale Jarrett up into turn number one, and the yellow flag is out. Tempers getting a little heated here in the final 10-lap segment of the Winston at Charlotte. Steve Park and Joe Nemechek tangling a couple of times here after the restart. Nemechek bumping Park in the back going into turn number one here causing Park to spin into the outside wall and then the uh, and, and bringing out the yellow flag now Park's team paying a little visit to Nemechek's pit space down on pit road but cooler heads prevail and everybody goes back to their own respective spots uh, on the pit lane uh, which is good before anything further breaks out. Nemechek's car has gone to the garage let's go back for an update in turn two to Joe Moore. Well there's still uh, three cars littering uh, the racetrack here at this end of the racetrack Alan and a good bit of debris is scattered around because of uh, all the damage there were some pretty hard hits over here first again Steve Park hitting the outside retaining wall he came back down got into Tony Stewart he was t bone owned by Jeff Gordon. All three of those cars are still sitting down here. It appears the drivers are out of the machines, and now it's just up to the cleanup to get uh, things straightened up here in turns one and two. So Joe Nemechek's car will not be able to continue, neither Tony Stewart nor Steve Park, for that matter. From the Lowe's Motor Speedway, this is MRN Radio. Let's check in the garage area. With Joe Nemechek. Joe, you had a strong race car. And sparks started flying. What happened? Oh, it's it's very unfortunate for for the whole Oakwood uh, Homes Racing team. Andy Peachy Racing, they gave me a heck of a race car. We knew we had the car to win the race, and uh, I just should have had a little more patience, you know. Lap before, uh, you know, Steve got into me and had me turn sideways back there on the back stretch, and I should have wrecked then, but I didn't, and uh, got back around to the front. And I don't know if he let off a little bit early, but I got in the back of him going in one, and. Uh, all heck broke loose. It's it's just really unfortunate. You know, we're out there racing for $500,000, biggest payday of the year. And, uh, it just wasn't meant to be. Joe Nemechek with a strong race car, but he's done tonight. Dale Jarrett will lead when we get set to go back racing with still eight laps to go. And now look who's up in the second spot. Jerry Nadeau, who qualified through the last chance race, the Noble Sprint, several hours ago now, it feels like tonight. He's going to be up alongside Dale Jarrett on the double file restart with Jeff Burton now moving up to third, Dale Earnhardt to fourth, and Rusty Wallace to fifth. It'll be Terry Labonte sixth, Darrell Waltrip seventh, Kenny, uh, not Kenny Irwin, he's a lap down, uh, Bobby Labonte eighth, Ward Burton ninth, Dale Earnhardt Jr. is going to be tenth, and Bill Elliott is going to be eleventh on the restart, and it'll be one to go when they come to the start-finish line this time, so they'll double them up, and we'll try and knock these last eight laps out one more time and see how uh, Junior and Elliott make out with the four fresher tires now from deep in the field. Got, a, got any ideas on that one? <laughs> I'm just sitting here pondering what might happen and what could happen, oh. and we'll find out here in just a minute. I, can't, oh, I can't see out the window of the booth here, but I'm wondering if there's a full moon tonight. Uh, if it, there isn't, there should be. It seems like this, uh, this running of this race, a full moon is appropriate anytime 
That would be for sure. Uh, double up signal's been given. The one to go signal's been given. So they're forming that double file restart. Down in turns one and two. Now Dale Jarrett's got Jerry Nadeau to his outside. Well, Tony Stewart almost pulled that thing off last year. Yep. And he finished second here after going, yep. uh, winning the open and getting in there. So Jerry Nadeau has got high hopes. He knows it can be done. And he's up in a, already in second position. All he's got to do is move up one. It could happen. Thing I just keep thinking is with Elliott and Earnhardt Jr. with the fresher tires, the traffic is thinned because uh, we're, we're, we just lost another four cars out of this race. So we're down to just a dozen machines on the speedway. Uh, actually, I think 11. Two, four, six, eight, ten. Yeah, 12 machines on the speedway, 11 on the lead lap. Kenny Irwin's not going to stick his nose in there, I don't think, because uh, that's, that's what he's been doing here lately, being a lap down. Be interesting to see what happens here when they cut him loose. Well, with 11 cars to settle it, half a million dollars on the line here for the winner of tonight's Winston. Anything can and usually does happen in this event as they get ready to come off turn number four, coming down to the line and getting ready to go back to green. And we've got eight laps left to settle it. So it's going to be interesting to see how it all comes out. I picked Bill Elliott a moment ago because his car looks so good all night long. I'm not going to pick anybody this time. It's just <laughs> up for grabs. Pace car is in. Fans still on their feet as they've been for most of the night. Eight laps to go in the Winston. Here they come for the restart. Green flag is in the air. And Dale Jarrett once again with an excellent restart. Clears Jerry Nadeau, who now tries to move low and protect second from Jeff Burton. Here comes Dale Jarrett into turn number one. There is some smoke coming from the rear of his car. Doesn't seem to be slowing him, however. He shows the way. Nadeau is second. Earnhardt is third. Side by side now for fourth. And that's Jeff Burton down on the low side of Terry Labonte. Labonte now flashes to the outside. Outside will pick up the fourth spot, and now the battle for fifth is side by side. Bobby Labonte this time to the outside of Jeff Burton. Can't slip now with just a couple of laps, actually about seven laps remaining as they come back down the line. Dale Jarrett leads him across. Still, Jerry Nadeau hangs right with him. He didn't shake him loose, Joe Moore, as he works back into the turn. Nadeau closes in by another couple of car lengths on Dale Jarrett, who continues to smoke. He works the inside lane up off the corner. Earnhardt further back in third. Terry Labonte fourth, now side by side for fifth. And the man on the move is Dale Earnhardt Jr. A moment ago, he just flashed by Bobby Labonte. Now he's looking to pick off Terry Labonte. He'll move to the outside flank there in turn four. There is smoke coming from the race leader's car. Dale Jarrett's car is trailing some smoke. It has been since the restart. The NASCAR officials are looking at it right now as he heads for one. Once again, it does not affect Dale Jarrett's car. He is still up to speed, still by three car links out in front of Jerry Nadeau. Let's pick off the race for fourth now. Terry Labonte and Dale Earnhardt Jr. on the move. Labonte anchored down low. Dale Earnhardt Jr. digs in at the top of the banking, will flash by and pick off the fourth spot. And following him by is Jeff Burton. He'll look for fifth off turn four. Dale Earnhardt Jr. coming up through the pack in a hurry with four brand new tires on the car. The, the thing is now he has only five laps left to get up there and pass three cars and win this thing. They're back in one. Earnhardt Jr. is closing fast, but he's got a lot of ground to make up. Try to close in first on his dad. He's about three car lengths off the rear deck of Dale Sr. Keeps chopping off feet by the second, headed down to turn number three. He's within a car length of his father. Junior now takes it towards the top of the banking. Tries to get a good run off there and draws side by side with Dale Sr. Sticks the nose up to the outside of dad to get third position. Dale Earnhardt Jr. by four laps to go to try and catch the top two. Let's see if Junior can catch Jerry Nadeau. Boy, he closes in on him in a hurry. Right up on the rear deck here between turns one and two off the corner Dale Jr. goes to the outside of Nadeau an absolutely breathtaking move on the back straightaway Dale Earnhardt Jr. 
flashing by Jerry Nato. A good jump down into turn number three. He's got a reel in. Dale Jarrett, he trails him by three car lengths. Three laps to get it done. Dale Jarrett brings him down to the line. He is a leader. He is ahead of Dale Jr. by some 10 car lengths. The scramble right now is going to be for third place as they go back to one. That's where Dale Sr. works on Jerry Nadu. They side by side, racing through turns one and two. Nadu will hold him off for now, but closer to the front, Dale Jr. has closed in to within two car lengths of Dale Jarrett. And that gap continues to tighten back to turn number three. Dale Jarrett eases it into the banking, now drifts up, blocking the spot. Now Jr. right on his rear bumper. Jr. cuts low off of turn four, tries to stick the nose to the inside of Dale Jarrett. Two laps to go at the start-finish line, racing for half a million dollars to win. Dale Jarrett blocks the inside line, but here comes Jr. He'll try the outside. In turn two, Dale Jr. steers to the outside lane. He's up alongside Dale Jarrett. Hub to hub, they'll race a half a million dollars at stake in turn number three. Dale Jarrett digs in down at the bottom of the banking. Left side tires on the white stripe, but he can't hold off Jr. who makes the pass. Dale Jr. makes the pass in the middle of turns three and four. He has got the lead. He'll see the white flag one more lap around he can collect himself a half a million dollars can he do it he's back in one Dale Earnhardt Jr. takes the lead and now begins to pull away easily he's already got seven car links over Dale Jarrett the second place man and pulls away even more the last time down the back straightaway Dale Earnhardt Jr. flashes off the back straightaway eases it into turn three for the final time drops it down low in three drifts high in turn number four and there's nothing left but the checkers the fans are going absolutely crazy Dale Earnhardt Jr. comes to the checkered flag and wins the 2000 running of the Winston. He restarted in 10th position with eight laps to go. And the four fresh tires turned out to be the trick. He stormed through the field, passing Dale Jarrett, coming to the white flag to score the victory. I'll tell you what, he's been impressive all night long. He's made some breathtaking moves inside, outside. He had the car to get it done, but he also had the driver ability to match the equipment he had, and he pulls it off tonight. He should be one happy young man. I believe I would be just for the performance without the half a million dollars he's going to collect. We'll hear from him shortly, along with some of the other top finishers when we come back. The 2000 running of the Winston is over here at Lowe's Motor Speedway. Charlotte Dale Earnhardt Jr. staged a tremendous rally. He stopped for tires under the caution flag with eight laps to go. Roared from 10th position on the restart to take the lead from Dale Jarrett coming to the white flag. And Dale Earnhardt Jr. continues his amazing rookie season by topping the all-star race in his very first try. I'll tell you what, man, he has started the season off totally unreal, kind of like Tony Stewart did last year once he got it cranked up. And he's out there having a good time right now. He did a couple of donuts here right at the start-finish line in front of the crowd. Now he's taking a reverse victory lap going around the racetrack and uh, just having a big time. I don't blame him. He sure is. Dale Earnhardt Jr. wins. Dale Jarrett finishes second. Dale Earnhardt third. Jerry Nadeau fourth and Jeff Burton fifth. The rest of the top ten will be Terry Labonte, Rusty Wallace, Bill Elliott, Bobby Labonte, and... Ward Burton. We will hear from the winner in victory lane fairly soon when he gets back around and gets out of the car and so on. First, let's go hear from the other top finishers, starting with second place runner Dale Jarrett. Well, Dale Jarrett, you had the lead with about eight laps to go, but then with a couple of laps to go, here comes Dale Jr. Tell us about those last eight laps and in particular the battle with Dale Jr. Yeah, wasn't much of a battle. He came up there and blew me away, but uh, congratulations to Jr. Uh, just shows what a great competitor. Good team they have. They made the right call there. Uh, you know, we made the right call for where we were and what we had, and I thought it was going to work out for us. Man, first of this race, the first 30 laps, I'd have never dreamed I was going to have a chance to win this race. Car was so loose, I couldn't go anywhere. We adjusted on it a couple of different times and finally got it to where I could really run and made it fun for me to be able to race. But uh, 
Junior just made the right call there, and uh, his car was awful fast. Little wisp of smoke there toward the end of the race. Did you know it, and did it affect the, the uh, handling of the car, the running of the car, the motor? No, it didn't affect anything. I saw a little bit on that restart, and I'm not sure exactly what did happen there, but it wasn't putting anything out or anything, and it wasn't distracting to me. And uh, obviously, Wade Jr. came up through there. It wasn't hurting the racetrack. So uh, uh, just, you know, I don't know if we cracked a line or something like that. But uh, yeah, great job by my guys, and uh, now I look forward to the 600. I thought I might have my first Winston there. That was going to be fun. But uh, thanks to the fans for coming out tonight and R.J. Reynolds uh, for putting on this great show. With his best ever finish in the Winston, Dale Jarrett finishes second, and he confirms he thinks they made the right call based on where they were on that restart. Well, as I said, you take a gamble. Sometimes it pays off, sometimes it doesn't. But Earnhardt Jr., I'm telling you, he did a number. Let's see if we can hear from his dad right now. Waiting on Dale Earnhardt Sr., who has darted into his hauler to change clothes to go and celebrate with his Winston Cup team winning, and we'll get a word with Dale Sr. in just a moment. All right, Dale finishing third after um, not basically having a spectacular night for most of the he night. He made a good comeback. Yeah, he did. Wound up with a great finish. Uh, Jerry Nadeau gets fourth tonight. Jeff Burton fifth. And still, we await Dale Earnhardt Jr. to get back to victory lane. He took the reverse victory lap, stopped in turn one, turned around and went back the other way and <laughs> made a second victory lap in the right direction. And now his car coming to where the victory lane celebration will be held for this race right along the start finish line uh, at the starter stand. And Jr. just rolling the Budweiser machine into the victory lane area there. Let's go back downstairs, see if we can here from fourth place Jerry Nadeau. Well in search of Jerry Nadeau uh, he bolted from his car as well so we hope to have a comment from him in just a moment. All right so basically we're in search of everybody they've yeah. all scattered at the end of what was a very long and very wild night of competition here. So while we wait on that why don't you and I Barney pick the winner of the Ray Bestis break of the race award $500 to Motor Racing Outreach Children's Ministries in the name of the driver with the best break tonight. I'm thinking the winner yeah. for not damaging his car worse than he did when he hit the wall at lap 49. Never and lifted off the throttle, never cut a tire or anything like that. That was a good break for him. And also when they left the lug nuts loose on that wheel over there and it didn't really cause him any problem other than to have to come back to pit road. He got a couple of good breaks. So why don't we go in that direction? Dale Earnhardt Jr. will see $500 donated on his behalf to Motor Racing Outreach Children's Ministries from Ray Bestis Brakes. The official brakes of NASCAR is the break of the race award winner tonight. Think about what we just said what he went through and still won this race tonight. Yeah. He hit the wall, they had a tire left loose on a pit stop and all the rest and still came back from 10th to 1st in the final eight laps to score the victory. We saw a great performance from that race team tonight, along with everybody that was out there in the event. But, uh, man, he overcome a little bit of everything to go down to victory lane, and he is really enjoying it down trackside right now. He has jumped out of the car, standing up in the driver's side window, saluting the crowd. There's confetti flying everywhere, the obligatory Gatorade shower as well. And Dale Earnhardt Jr. now is uh, making his way into the victory celebration. Here comes Dale Sr. running across the trioval grass with our Marty Snyder in hot pursuit. And I'm going to put my money on Dale Sr. getting yeah. to the victory lane first before Marty does. So we'll uh, wait and uh, catch a word up to there a little bit later on. First, let's check back down inside the garage area once more, see if we can hear from some of the other top finishers in tonight's race. Back to either uh, Marty or Winston. Well, Alan, we're still in search of both Jeff Burton and Jerry Nadeau, so they've both uh, bolted, whether they've gone to their motor home or uh, neither one of them are up in their haulers changing clothes, but we'll get a comment from them before we leave the air. Dale uh, Sr. has made his way over to Victory Lane to congratulate his son as he gives him a big hug down there, and you, you can't blame him for doing that because, man, this doesn't happen very often. No, Got to be a thrilling doesn't. moment for both of them. Absolutely, and second straight win for Dale Jr. Won the last Winston Cup race at Richmond a couple of weeks ago. He's in the winner's circle tonight. We'll hear from him in just a moment or so. Stay with us. We'll be back. 
Back at Lowe's Motor Speedway, the victory celebration happening down by the start-finish line. Jim Phillips is right in the middle of it. Well, I'll guarantee you, what a celebration. Dale Jr., $500,000 richer, and what a comeback. Yeah, we uh, we got lucky. We put on tires, and I thought I, I didn't have a chance to beat them with two tires, so I said we got to put on four tires. We didn't come here to run second or third. We came here to win, and, and that's the only way we was going to do it. We come in, put on four tires, took a little wedge out of that thing with the turning, got on around there, and I knew we, we just eat them up, man. And uh, they had the op op option to get tires, too, and didn't take it. It's a shame. Uh, uh, you know, uh, we won it outright, I feel like, and I'm pretty confident in our efforts. We had a good handling car all night. I brushed the wall, messed it up. So I said, you know, hit the wall, made the car tight. We got to come in and do something about it. What happened up, up there when you brushed the wall? I was just eager. I mean, we were running good and uh, just, just got four tires in and passed everybody and uh, just catch a rust in them. And I, I really wasn't pushing or loose or anything. We wasn't, you know, I was paying attention. I just run out of racetrack and uh, brushed the wall and it hit with the rear end pretty hard, moved it over and got tight after that. Were you concerned about your track position, though, with only eight laps to go? No, I mean, only the only place that plays good tonight first, so uh, anything else ain't, ain't, ain't no count. Second, second or eighth or tenth or whatever is all the same to me here tonight. But it didn't look like in the last eight laps that the cars around you or anything affected the way your car handled? No, with the new tires, it's Budweiser Chevrolet. It's bad. Uh, Got to thank Remington and all the other sponsors. Uh, Tony and the guys done a good job. We tested, we run good here, and we felt confident. Made the right calls tonight. We made some gutsy calls. I messed up a few times, but it was fun. I mean, we was up, back, up, back. It was exciting. I felt like it was a good race. I wish I'd have been up there watching it. Well, Huppy Wheeler picked you to win. He usually picks the right one. He does, and I, I'm, Huppy's a good old buddy of mine, but I didn't know if I had, I didn't have much confidence in his pick. But, uh, you know, there's a lot of good guys out there. But it just, I don't know if everybody was off tonight or what, but, man, we, we were good. What are you going to do with that 500000 uh, probably give it to Pops, let him do. He knows what to do with the money. I just know how to drive, that's all. <laughs> Dale Jr. wins the Winston. Now let's talk to the guy that put... Dale, uh, first of all, you brought two... <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> we just got a bath. You brought two good race cars to the track. One of them won. And uh, tell me about your car, though. Well, we we thought it was pretty good there. It was, it was getting toward the end. We done wrecked our car up a little bit, and they kept adjusting on it and working on it, and... I was, I was really surprised. I was up there racing. I thought I could catch Jarrett, and I looked in my mirror, and here comes this red thing that met me, and <laughs> I couldn't believe he was coming as fast as I knew he'd got tires and all, but, man, here he come, and he run us down, and pay, And I just, I knew I just needed to let him go on because he was faster than me. I thought I could go up there with him and get catch Jarrett and get by him, too, and maybe him and Jarrett get to racing, but he drove by Jarrett, too, like he drove by me. So I, I just I about caught Jarrett, but I need a lap or two, but it, it was good for Richard and us. We... Dang, we don't seem to have any luck with uh, paint schemes or anything. We're coming with a black race car next year, I guarantee you. Let me tell you, uh, the first part of the race, you said your car was really loose. Yeah, I was terrible at the first part. We kept adjusting on working on it, and it got better as we went. And then we knocked the nose in on it and so fixed that. So, you know, it, it really drove good comparably because of, even with that nose like that. So that's pretty awesome to see a kid win and then finish pretty good too. But we'd like to have won and like to have been right there with them for Goodrich. And it was a good day for Ben's old car ran good, the Budweiser car won the race, and the Goodrich car ran pretty good, so we're pretty happy. Congratulations. Thank you, sir. Dale Earnhardt finishes third tonight. They ought to be really happy, and indeed they are. Let's go back into the garage. Well, Jeff Burton finished fifth tonight, and at the beginning, the car just did not look very good, but it seemed to come alive there in the last 10 laps or so. We did make it better. Uh, the X-Side Ford just wasn't as good as it needed to be. Uh, sorry for all the people at X-Side, because we weren't as competitive as we would like to be, but uh, we tried real hard, and we just didn't. We weren't as fast as we needed to be. 
You said by far the most impressive thing to you tonight was Dale Earnhardt Jr. Just zipped by you in that last 10 lap segment. Well, he just, wherever he wanted to go, he could go. Uh, it was amazing to, to see how, how he could go wherever he wanted to go, whenever he wanted to go. And it really wasn't just the last 10 laps. I mean, I was running with him before, and I mean, he was just, he was, looked like his car was just that much better than everybody. But uh, gives us a little bit of incentive to, to come back with a little different package. We understand we're not better, good as we need to be, and we'll uh, spend the next three days working our butts off to get better. Well, the first thing he said to Frank Stoddard was, we got some homework to do before Wednesday. Jeff Burton finishes fifth. See if we can catch up with Jerry and they do. Well, Jerry charged up through the front of the field during the first segment, charged again during the second segment, had a good run during the third segment. Tell us about your run. It was, it was, it was a big challenge all day. I mean, um, you know, when we finished second in the open, we, uh, we didn't know where we were going to end up, and uh, we were able to win that second one and got in the race. And ever since then, the car was just great in the race. I mean, we were a little bit tight at some areas, and in some, some point of the race, we were a little bit loose. So we made a lot of changes. The guys learned a lot. I learned tremendous a lot. I mean, man, these guys are awesome to race with. Uh, they gave it 110% every lap. And these guys on the MichaelHogan.com Chevrolet did a good job. They worked real hard. We had a good chance of winning the race there towards the end, and uh, it just, just wasn't meant to be. Some close quarters racing. You had to dodge a few things during that last 10-lap segment also. It sure was. I mean, it was close, especially the one in turn one with uh, Steve and, and, and John and Joe Nemechek. Uh, I thought for sure I was going to get into that, but uh, it was a good deal. I mean, we got out of it. We put ourselves in a chance to win the race. Um, guys gave me a good car. We finished fourth. We'll take that and come back next week. Wins the Winston Noble Sprint, comes home fourth in the Winston. Great run for Jerry Nadeau here tonight, and a good finish for him to finish fourth in the event. And he had a shot to win it there for a while. But for Dale Jr., he's going to be celebrating for a week. I think he probably will be, as he's just climbed up now onto the big uh, victory podium that they've got for him at the start-finish line and uh, waving his towel around to the fans. Let's take a look at the final rundown now from the all-star race, the Winston. Dale Earnhardt Jr. will win the Winston, collect a half a million dollars for his victory here. Dale Jarrett will finish second. Dale Earnhardt ran third. Fourth will go to Jerry Nadeau. Jeff Burton posted a fifth-place finish. It was Terry Labonte finishing sixth. Rusty Wallace was seventh. Bill Elliott finished eighth. Bobby Labonte was ninth. Ward Burton ran tenth. Gib Darrell Waltrip, eleventh. Kenny Irwin finished twelfth. Steve Park was thirteenth. Fourteenth will go to Joe Nemechek. Tony Stewart finished fifteenth. Sixteenth went to Jeff Gordon. Seventeenth to Mark Martin. Eighteenth to Jeremy Mayfield. And nineteenth to Michael Waltrip. John Andretti finished yep. 20th, not even completing the first lap of the race. We had five different caution flags through the running of the Winston. We had uh, six lead changes among four different drivers. And really the bottom line on this one, despite a tire left loose on his first pit stop, despite brushing the wall at lap 49, Dale Earnhardt Jr. came back from 10th after making a pit stop under caution with eight to go to take the lead coming to the white flag and cap a tremendous night with a victory in the Winston. Well, we said coming into the night, uh, we get a little bit of everything in this one. We certainly did. Some heated tempers, uh, some sparks flying, and some tremendous competition as well. One of the best Winstons we've seen here in a long, long time. It's good racing in the open, good racing in the Winston in all three segments of the thing. Crowd got their nickels worth here tonight. and It's great to see something like Dale Earnhardt Jr. overcome adversity and be a first-time winner in the Winston. This is just the uh, beginning of our weekend broadcast schedule. Don't forget that tomorrow on many of these stations, the NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series Granger 200 from Pikes Peak International Raceway, the mile track in Colorado Springs. 2.15 Eastern time is our Motor Racing Network broadcast. Next weekend's event here in Charlotte, the Winston Cup and Bush Series, the uh, Coca-Cola 600 next Sunday, and the... Uh, 
300 miler for the NASCAR Busch Series next Saturday. That is what's upcoming on the NASCAR racing schedule. Motor Racing Network off next weekend. We rejoin you in two weeks at the Monster Mile in Dover, Delaware with the MBNA 200 and 400 for the NASCAR Busch and Winston Cup Series. Don't forget, throughout the week, Joe Moore has the latest racing news for you on NASCAR Today. Eli Gold talks with the stars of NASCAR Tuesday night at 7 Eastern on NASCAR Live. And NASCAR drivers comment on issues of the day, the world of racing weekdays on these MRN stations. Sherry Smith handled the scoring and stats for us tonight. Our production assistants, Fred Bobel, Nick Bobel, and Buddy Long. I want to thank the voices you heard call the action of the Winston this evening. Joe Moore and Mike Massaro out in the corners. Jim Phillips, Winston Kelly, and Marty Snyder in the pit and garage areas. It's been a wild night. It's over now, and Dale Earnhardt Jr. is celebrating in victory lane. For Barney Hall, I'm Alan Bestwick saying good night from Charlotte. MRN Radio. Coverage of the NASCAR Winston Cup Series has come to you from the Lowe's Motor Speedway. Sponsored by Raybestos Brakes. For quality and safety, ask for Raybestos, the best in brakes. By Goody's Headache Powder, the official pain reliever of NASCAR. By Napa, Napa, where NASCAR fans get their parts. By Wix Filters, the only filters officially licensed by NASCAR. Wix for NASCAR and your car. By the Wide Track Grand Prix by Pontiac. Wider is better. By 76 Products, the makers of the official fuel of NASCAR. By Budweiser, guaranteed fresh with an exclusive born-on date, the day your bud was made. By Husqvarna, the commercial lawn care equipment of NASCAR. By Polaris, proud manufacturer of the Sportsman 500, the best-selling automatic ATV in the world. By the Outback Steakhouse, NASCAR's lumen favorite. Two-way communication by racing radios. For trackside rental and sales, visit the TrackScan vendor, an authorized affiliate of racing radios. By Team Monte Carlo, the cars more champions depend on. Chevy will be there. And by Purolator Oil Filters. Next time, put on a pure one from Purolator. Better remember it. The executive producer of MRN Radio is David Hyatt. National Sales Manager Steve Harrison. Sales Manager Rick Goolsby. Affiliate Relations Cheryl Marzello. Director of Production Fred Armstrong. Chief Engineer Harry Howard. Broadcast Engineer Cameron Smith. This is Rick Lewis. This broadcast was a production of the Motor Racing Network. This has been MRN Classic Races, presented by Sunoco, the official fuel of NASCAR, and brought to you by Hercules Tires, right on our strength. Join us every Thursday for more classic races from the MRN Vault.